Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to the newest episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast, brought to you on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google and Apple Podcasts. I'm Austin. I'm a knockout. Watched a lot of wrestling. I'm David. I'm a noob. Or, well, at least at least they thought I was a noob, brother. But actually, I went on Bubba, and I and I said that actually I'm a knockout. I've been a knockout all this time, brother. They never they never yeah. knew. They never asked me. They they refused to put me over, and I said that's not going to work for me, brother. So actually, I'm a I'm a knockout. <laughs> This is the wrong era. Hulk Hogan hasn't become a figure on the Bubba the Love Sponge show yet. He hasn't. That's he hasn't the, developed. That's for the. That's for the TNA arc. He hasn't. He hasn't grown Bubba in a test tube yet. Um, to to be his like personal, I don't know, herald of the apocalypse. Yeah. But we are we are back in 1990 today. Uh. In what is probably the most superfluous episode of this arc yet. I'm sorry, like, what? Well, it's just that this arc has already already I'm stretching Been things. Quite superfluous, yes. Like the whole this feud is very much rumble spot match and mania. Everything we else done... is bluffing. Austin, we could have done a two-episode like, arc on this. Yeah, yeah, we could have done fucking... That was that's what I was literally about to say. We could have done, like, Women's Revolution, air, like, ass, the compilation episodes, um, and be done in, like, two, okay? But no. If we did compilation episodes of this arc, it would just be us watching Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior promos back-to-back yes. for two hours. Yes, and I think that would be fucking hilarious postmodern art right there i would drive myself crazy doing trying to do that so austin desperately trying to take down every single promo in one sitting <laughs> yeah so basically like the reason we're doing this episode is because we this promo has this feud has one famous promo in it from the ultimate warrior like okay it's it's weird to think that none of this only the one because this whole feud's been crazy <laughs> if we're follow, mean, trying to follow the the through line of this of these of these promos yes it's been nuts but there's yes. one promo here that's like the iconic promo of the set see i i this this form. does raise a sort of intellectual curiosity in me in that i i am familiar with what what ultimate warrior promos are like now i have finally come to understand i i am deeply curious as to how this man has a promo that stands out from the pack like what what every single thing that comes out of this man's mouth is the most insane thing you have ever heard tied only with everything else that has come out of this man's mouth so i want to know what the fuck he could possibly do to make like one of these promos really notable. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, does he, does he talk in a normal voice? Does he actually say, um, uh, you know, you know, Hulk, I've actually been thinking about it. And I I think, I think this is just going to be a a nice, good match. Nice and simple. And then, and simple as that. And then, and then like walks off. Is is that it? Is that what makes it like, I, how I, I I need to understand how, and I look forward to discovering that on this, on this episode. So, that's why we had to do this episode is I feel like it would have done the arc a disservice to not do this episode of superstars with this promo, even if like from a strict 
storytelling perspective, we're already done. We're 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 just we're just wait we're just wasting time till the till Spin we get those to wheels, baby. And I want to point out that we're watching wheels. the March tenth episode of Superstars. WrestleMania is April first. So how how I don't how do you the wheels okay. on this bus are go. are go in dreaded <laughs> round and round. They, Slowly they do be and going painfully. round and round. Slow. I I don't understand how you have this setup and make it the most wheel spinny shit maybe you've ever put on TV. Like this is this is this is the biggest. This is arguably the biggest feud you've ever done. Uh, definitely up yeah. there in terms of like fan investment in the idea. Like, yeah, and honestly, probably still is in terms of like who was over when these feuds were going on. Like you could not find two more over motherfuckers in the universe than Hulk Hogan and the ultimate warrior. This is straight up. This is, this is like, this is like if DC made Superman meeting Batman boring instead of just stupid. I mean, porque no los dos. A. I, I mean, personally, I, I can't wait until, uh, uh, Hogan drops the big boot on uh, on Warrior, and right before Warrior goes to the pin, he manages to choke out. Oh, save Martha! And Hogan goes, "What did you? Why say? did you say that name? Why did you say that name, brother? Why did you say that name, dude? Who's Martha, brother? Who's Martha? Anyway, save Dana. Dane, save Dana." I, I I don't know if there's like a, a a shared name of an important woman in each of these men's lives, but you know we get the gist, right? Yeah, yeah. Save who was he married to? Who was Hogan married to at this point? Um, uh, what was her fucking name? Um, yeah, I don't remember. Linda, Hogan, Linda gotta, Hogan, Linda. Uh, obviously, save Linda. And and Hogan goes. You mean Linda McMahon, brother? <laughs> actually, actually, that's Linda McMahon and Ultimate Warrior were really close friends. Actually, Linda. Wait, inducted, really? Linda inducted Warrior into the Hall of Fame. Wait, for real? Yeah. So we accidentally have backwards our way. Back, we have, yes! we have reverse joked our way into a safe Martha moment. <laughs> Oh my god, save, we did save it! Linda. <laughs> save Linda. We did right. Save Linda. Why did you say that name, name brother? <laughs> I was gonna go for the pin and then you said that name, brother. You trying to screw me, dude? Years later he's on he's on Bubba going, and then he said save Linda, and I don't know, just something flashed in my mind. Yeah, I realized the Ultimate Warrior was a Hulkamaniac, just like me, dude. <laughs> I too, I I too enjoy ritually sacrificing my fans to the volcano gods, brother. <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay. So it's been a week since we were last here. Um, what happened last time was the, they continue to be weird. Hogan and Warrior continue to be really weird each other. Uh, we have we have 
we have fan we fan casted Hulk Hogan as as uh, Judge Claude Frollo uh, last time. Gotta so you know. <laughs> so you know. I mean, it sounds We're about right. Great. That, does, that does track. Yeah. Um, Jack Tunney officially announced that both men will be putting their titles on the line in the main event Face. of WrestleMania Six. I still can't believe they actually did that. The first. I mean, I guess champ- they can metatextually. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, the first it is champ, wild. Champ, the first champ champ in the history of the company. Yeah. Uh, will be happening here. Uh, what else happened? Um, big the big boss man arrested Brother Love on extremely suspicious charges. Yeah, big boss man is uh had had his like big giant like huge mega pop face turn. Um, yeah, and he did, and he celebrated this turn by by arrest arresting the brother love for doing absolutely nothing, and then kicking his ass, and then dropping a fucking like weighted ball of a ball and chain onto his abdomen. Now, to and, be fair, and, and poor was, Bruce Pritchard died that day. To be fair, it was very funny when Brother Love suggested that the most, that the shittiest, that the worst thing in the entire world is non-corrupt cops. Yeah. He gets real mad about it. Makes him real red in the face. Hey. Hey. Other than that, you know, we will spend our way. Some matches got announced for Mania. Hercules versus Earthquake. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, we, we watched the conversion in real time. Of Canadian earthquake into just earthquake. earthquake. Uh, Dusty and Sapphire versus Macho King and and Queen Sherry has been confirmed in a in a match that Dusty very poorly explained. And I still, I mean, I know it's a mixed gender tag, but the I I will never understand the the alien tongue that escaped his mouth in that promo. <laughs> and then, uh, oh yeah, and. Uh, Jim Duggan destroyed Honky Tonk Man's guitar, and if you think that is leading to something, well, you're wrong. Uh, so what? I we we have moved forward a week. I will cover the week's events. Of honestly, we don't need to cover superstars. Nothing that happen. Nothing happens on superstars that doesn't happen on primetime. You know how it goes. True. true. Yeah. Uh, the most the most significant thing about superstars is that. Uh, Jesse, the we saw we opened the show with the cursed image of Jesse Ventura in Hulk Hogan gear. As oh no, he has, he has staked his bets that he thinks that Hulk Hogan is going to win in the main event of Mania. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting listening to the heel commentators like call this. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Also, last time that uh, Bobby Heenan is trying to. I run a scalping business for WrestleMania six oh, tickets. And oh yeah, that shit miserably. That shit's actually really funny. Yeah. So last week, this week on Primetime Wrestling, uh, on the March fifth, nineteen ninety episode, uh, it opened with the Genius uh, beating Coco Beware after interference from Mister Perfect. Um, as, as you do. What a match. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, they do. There was the promos on superstars from Hogan and Warrior. Hogan has now changed track to. Um, he is like questioning whether he wants to find out 
if the ultimate warrior is a hulkamaniac and thus can carry on his legacy unironically yeah he gives this whole speech of like did you are you are you one of those hulkamaniacs grown up which is the ages don't fit for that to even be possible that's not remotely but he's like I gotta wipe off the face paint. That is not Edward's eternal lie, brother. He's like, I gotta wipe off the face paint and see if I know you, brother. (laughs) If I know you as a Hulkamaniac. Hogan's actually just really bad at facial recognition. He can't tell, like, which which member of the locker room it is behind the face paint. Yeah. He's Ultimate Warrior is ascending to the gates of Hulkamania Heaven, and Hulk Hogan has to see if he knows him. That is not dead, which can't eternal lie, brother. Or else he will be, or else he will be sentenced to hell, which is of course defined as eternal separation from Hulkamania. As we have, as we have established on this podcast, that the the Christian God is the number one Hulkamaniac. Yes, he's. Oh yeah, he's the number one Hulkamaniac. Uh, well, God, yes, God's not dead, that. dude. He is surely alive, brother. And oh no, he would be in that movie. Um, and uh, of, of course, well, I'll and, tell you and what Captain now, Lewis. brother. His eye was gonna be in the band Newsboys, dude. I was gonna play bass, <laughs> but I let said, me tell you something, dude. They offered me the Kevin Sorbo part, and I said, I said, I'm gonna have to think about it, brother. Yeah. Uh, but then. But then Vince called me and, and said, uh, Hulk, I need you. I need you to come back and put in more work. And I said, no way. I got to do it for I got to do it for the number one Hulkamaniac, Vince. And Vince said, but but Hulk Hogan, but but Hulk, I got I got bitches for you. And he said, oh, shit. Well, I guess I I can't. There's nothing I can do about that one. brother." As long as, as, long as they look like my daughter, dude, I'm in. As long as they look. Oh, no. Uh, and then and then Kevin Sorbo got the part. And, you know, the rest yeah, of the I- the idea of Hulk Hogan as a as a bitchy philosophy professor. Oh my god, can the you sounding thing I've I want, ever met put in my head? I I first first assignment of this class, I want you to take out a piece of paper and write on it, God is dead, brother. God is dead, dude. God is dead. If if Hulk Hogan was in the starring row of God's Not Dead, he, his character doesn't die in the end. He does. He's not putting over oh. that car. He's not. He's not the car. <laughs> he's gonna lift the car, brother. That's that's actually why he didn't get the part. It's because he, he saw at the end of the movie that he had to die from getting hit by a car, and he said, he didn't "That's put- not gonna work for me, brother." You know. You know. We make jokes about like wrestlers like hulk hogan having super fragile egos about like who or what they put over and it does read like an exaggeration but i really feel that i must remind people that not hulk hogan but randy savage was on the weird al show once and weird al wanted to do a bit where like randy savage wrestled a mouse and the mouse pinned him and randy savage was legitimately concerned about how this obvious joke would like impact his career by putting this mouse over so yeah. like actually you know i could see it oh my god anyway i now we just need to recast every single kevin sorbo role as hulk hogan as hulk hogan i mean he would he would work as hercules that is that is fair 
disappointed. But Dude. but but Hercules with a handlebar mustache, very important. Yeah, uh, uh, I I, I love I love when Hulk Hogan pops up in Xena. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Ultimate Warrior does rambly bullshit. I don't even remember what he really talked about. Um. They make a big deal that on Superstars, Mr. Fuji has ta- has debuted his new tag team, the Orient Express. Oh, uh, no. Oh, we're here now. We are here for the Orient Express. Um, they are decently well-remembered as a, one of Fuji's teams. Yeah, they had a oh, I'm sure they are. The with- name is just deeply unfortunate. Yeah, they had a match with the Rockers at Mania. That's all I really know about them. Oh, well, cool. Let's see. Uh, Boss Man uh, beats Mike Sharp. And after the match, Who? Boss Man, uh, Iron Mike Sharp. He's a jobber. Oh, this motherfucker. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the big Boss Man. Uh, after the match, to show off what a baby face he is, he handcuffs Iron Mike Sharp to the ropes and beats him with the nightstick. Absolutely. Nothing, nothing gets you, nothing gets you baby face love, like a little bit of police brutality. Sure, many people are saying. Yeah, uh, let's see. Earthquake and Jimmy Hart cut some bullshit on on Hercules. Demolition cut some bullshit on the Colossal Connection. Uh, Randy Savage squashed some jobber from Superstars. (laughs) And now here was the, you know, this continues. This show continues to challenge my test of like the shittiest matches I watched for this podcast as I had to sit through a 14 minute match between Tito Santana and playboy buddy Rose. Um, okay. Playboy buddy Rose was a journeyman of the, of a journeyman, uh, uh, territories guy. In the 80s, he's most famous. He's most famously known for the fact that he lost to Tito Santana in the very first match at the very first (gasps) WrestleMania. Oh, this guy. Yeah, he was the executioner at WrestleMania 1. But Buddy Rose and Tito Santana have a 14-minute match. And commentary was done by Gorilla, Bobby Heenan, and Hillbilly Jim. And quite frankly, I wanted to die. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. It was why? so boring. Oh no. It was I even definitely with Heenan and, and Gorilla on commentary, they couldn't come up with come up with anything to salvage it. They weren't that great. They were not helpful. Um Oof. okay, and uh they they start hyping up this like special pre-WrestleMania show, the ultimate challenge, the sun like the Sunday before Mania and they would do this sometimes so instead of like their regularly scheduling programming they do like a special pay-per-view preview special kind of a show um and some of the featured matches already announced for the show are big boss man versus boris zukov and the red rooster versus ted dibiase so you know we're doing great versus ted dibiase i still stand by that i actually don't hate the red rooster like Gimmick I, is stupid. The hair is stupid. Technically, he's 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 I. Um, uh, Earthquake wins the squash match. Um, Brutus Beefcake 
just generically more more generic cutting promos here. You know, there's not a lot new Brutus going on here. Generically cuts a promo. I mean, yeah, I will say yeah. though is the is Gene Okerlund announced a couple new matches for WrestleMania, um, and this is where I cycle back to the Jim Duggan of uh, Honky Tonk Man thing, uh, where it is announced that Jim Duggan will be wrestling. Uh, uh shit! I've just blanked on the name of the of. Wow, the so much suspense that I'm being kept in right now. I'm I'm dying over here. God damn. Yeah, hold on. Excuse me. All right, I remember right, Jim Dino Bravo. It has been announced that he will be facing Dino Bravo but, at WrestleMania. What? Why? Yeah, that came out of nowhere. And I mean, instead, I guess Dino was over. Didn't I make a joke last time about how like they're marketing one of their fucking upcoming live shows on Dino Bravo in the main event? Like, I, I guess mean, he was decent, over. He's a decently big heel at this point in 1990, and not for very much longer. But he is, <laughs> you know, not that big of a of a of a guy. Um, and meanwhile, a rhythm and blues—that is, of course, the Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine's tag team. Indeed. Um, and they have announced that at WrestleMania they will be debuting their new hit song. Hunka hunka honky love. Okay. Okay. So that's interesting. It, you know, instead of anything to do with the fact that Jimmy Jim Duggan destroyed the guitar with a two by four, in fact, we will not be following up on that at all. Wasn't there also some like malfunction at the junction shit between Valentine and uh, and Honky Tonk? Or am I misremembering that? Maybe once or twice. They're you know, but it's fine. They're still a tag team or okay. whatever. Is we're not we're um, not in can they coexist territory. No, 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 no. But uh yeah, if you're not aware, we haven't really talked about it, is at this point in time, Greg Valentine has become a tag team with the honky tonk man, also yes. joining in on the fake Elvis bullshit. Congrats. Is he just he also more. Elvis now? He's Elvis uh too, I I guess. Oh, interesting i will yeah, say it does crack me up that they're going so hard as to even just do like straight up song parodies like this what yeah. honka honka whatever uh, honky love what was it honk honka honka honky love honka honka honk. like that that's just burning love but but honky tonk man yeah that's that's just straight up honka honka burning love um yeah so I appreciate so, they're going the weird owl route with it. You know, so, I you know, I can't what judge I'm too hearing, hard. I like the acclaimed. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is that uh is that uh, Honky Tonk Man is entering his Hawaii uh phase in his fake Elvis career. And oh, truthfully, yeah. that that feels like that tracks for where Honky Tonk Man's career is. Oh no. Do we have not that much time left? I mean, the answer he more time than you'd probably think and it's not helped by the fact that that w that that vince would routinely bring him back every once in a while uh for because well, he still hasn't been forever ic champ right no this yeah, is no right? he's already had that. that's already happened oh he already warrior, okay warriors who ended the forever ic oh shit we're like directly he's done he's done he's done warrior okay fuck 
Oh Monster. my god. Wait, wait, wait. Fuck, okay. I looked up I I I so I looked up Hogan earlier to remind myself what the fuck his wife's name was. And I I just clicked back over to that screen just like as an ADHD click. And fucking I just noticed up top you 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 look up Hulk Hogan and it has like Hulk Hogan movies you know, at the top of the Google, and the right. first movie listed is Hulk Hogan's sex tape. No. Well, that's right there, dude. <laughs> His number one starring. <laughs> anyway. Man, what, a, what so many hit movies that he has been in. Rocky Three, Mr. Nanny, Suburban Commando, No Holds Why is the list Rocky 1? Yeah, I don't think WrestleMania that's WrestleMania 31. Uh, Thunder in Paradise, Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Oh yeah, baby, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the whole Santa with Eddie, muscles. Anyway, Santa with muscles. We can't forget Santa with muscles. The Ultimate Weapon, Assault on Devil's Island. Assault on Devil's Island. He's but got not as iconic as 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 the self-titled Hulk Hogan sex tape. That's true, brother. Um, so let's see. Earthquake, the earthquake squash. Remember, uh, Mr. Perfect beats a jobber. Doot, 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 doot. Uh, uh, Rick Rude is having a match with Jimmy Snuka at WrestleMania. And Rick Rude talks about how he tortured flies as a child. And that's how he's going to, and he's going to dissect uh, Jimmy Snooker just the same way. Why? Okay. Okay. And then, uh, let's see. They, the ultimate challenge special will also feature Dusty Rhodes versus Randy Savage. So that's actually a pretty big deal. Oh yeah. That is actually cool. And then in the main event match, of the show, we get the Bushwhackers defeating the Powers of Pain in, sure, in eight minutes I of guess. action. Yeah. Okay, cool. And Bobby Heenan promises that he will announce a new member of the Heenan family next week. This oh. may or may not be full of shit. We cannot oh. promise anything. Oh, yeah, that is that is fair. He is struggling to, to make good on promises right now. Yeah, My, he's so, like he's like the next member of the Heaton family is whoever the fuck buys these WrestleMania tickets for me. Please, God, yeah, buy these WrestleMania tickets. Please buy these please, tickets for I'm me. Begging. You will be a new member of the Heaton family. I would do it. Unironically, I would do it. So yeah, we're gonna watch the March 10th, 1990 episode of Superstars. Um, if you'd like to watch along with us, you can do so honestly on YouTube. There's a lot of old wrestling you can find on YouTube. Peacock has a pretty sparring amount of pre-raw wrestling on it. March 1990 Superstars is not it. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's not an option at all. It's just not there. Yeah, not not ideal. Uh, but so we'll be back in the back half to discuss a WWF of Superstars. Hell yeah. And we are back. We have finished the March 10th, 1990 episode of WWF Superstars. Thankfully, much shorter than WrestleMania 30. 
Yeah, decently shorter than uh, Saturday Night's main event, and apparently much, much shorter than than WrestleMania 30 is going to be, and, and also decently shorter than WrestleMania 6 is going to turn out to be as well. Yeah, after such a after a four hour episode last time, I do appreciate oh. a shorter episode today. Oh, it's so nice. Austin's like Austin said he wanted to start at eight o'clock, and my first immediate thought wasn't, "Oh, cool, we'll be done by midnight." Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, "Oh, easy in and out, five minute adventure, Morty. Let's go." Yeah, I, and it was just a fun. I, I had a fun on this episode. It was it was, it was cute. I wasn't like this. This wasn't like great television by any stretch of the imagination it was fine it was harmless it was an easy watch it breezed by i i'm overall not complaining um we we open our 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 typical wwf superstars cold open is always vince and the jesse the body ventura green screened in front of supposedly that week's crowd uh jesse seems to be okay so Jesse apparently has a whole shtick going on. Yeah, last week he showed up in a bunch of Hulk Hogan gear and said Hogan's winning the match. Yes. And then this week he comes in wearing Ultimate Warrior gear. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Hulk, uh, Vince is out here doing a fucking fit check on Jesse Ventura. He's like, now, 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 wait a second. You were dressed like uh, with with an an all Hulk Hogan last week. And now, and now what is this? And Jesse said, well, let me tell you what, McMahon, Hulkamania's so last week, being a warrior is the new black, McMahon. Or yeah, they call, Vince McMahon that. called Jesse the, Jesse the ultimate body, Ventura, as I laughed. Ah, uh, uh, that's cute. Uh, I did yeah. notice, fucking, the opening montage to Superstars is Warriors not even featured anywhere in, like, this opening montage, which is really funny, considering... The no, knowing what the punchline to the to the ultimate challenge is, it's really funny that that warrior is just for some reason no, nowhere to be found in the in the opening images of Superstar during the theme song. But we, what we will have on Superstars is a Hulk Hogan match. Hulk Hogan match versus I. I will pay. Pa, pause the video right now. I will personally pay anybody five dollars if they can fucking guess what the main event is going to be. I guarantee you it Feel won't. Feel free to tweet at us. Feel free to tweet at us. With that proof. you guessed this correctly. Because the main event is Hulk Hogan versus, I shit you not, the, it, it, there is a certain poetry to this, Hulk Hogan versus motherfucking Dino Bravo. Why? This man who I was literally clowning on in the front half and also like in the back half of the last Ultimate Challenge episode for like, who is this guy? Why does he keep getting these featured spots? Who gives a shit? Apparently, uh, people enough to put him in a main event match with Hogan on Superstars. He was what? Zeno Bravo was rocking in 1990 and no other What even is his gimmick? The, he's a he's the, a like, strong man. He's like the strongest boy on the planet. That's I guess, gimmick. but why? Like, why is his emblem the fucking fleur de lis? What does that have to do with anything? Because he's French Canadian. So. Oh sure, oh sure. See, I just at this point, your your name's Dino. It's so obvious. Make yourself a fucking dinosaur. Like th- this is not hard. 
you don't you don't go ah I'm strong and also ha ha I'm French. That oh, that's my, nothing. Oh. That My bad. That, that's person. inaccurate. He is Italian Canadian. He was born in southern fuck? Italy, and he moved and his family immigrated to Canada in Montreal. Sure, sure, fine. He feels he feels such a deep connection with his inherited roots. I guess fine, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, we also okay so. I also learned watching this opening announcement of Fun of fact the about night. Dino Bravo, because I doubt I'll ever get a chance to bring this up again, is Dino Bravo was murdered by the mob, by the Canadian mob. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, so after he got out of wrestling, he allegedly uh got did work as a as an enforcer for the Canadian mob, and he ended up getting shot and killed in his home in a technically unsolved murder but you know he was in his he was he was found dead in his chair of 11 gunshots in his house uh everyone kind of assumes this was a fucking mob hit <laughs> what the fuck wait back the fuck up i was just what what the fuck did you just say to me? That, yeah, there's a, that, there's a dark that, side of the ring episode about the guy. But yeah, he that, in 1993 he was shot dead in his home with a in a technically unsolved homicide that is large, large that is assumed to be because of his involvement in the with cigarette smuggling with with the Canadian mob. The <laughs> what? Who? What? <laughs> but he's not. He's a nothing person. This man is an enigma, Austin. What? <laughs> what? How do you go from, oh, yes, I am Italian, French, Canadian. I am strong boy to murdered in your fucking home by the Italian mob in Canada. <gasps> what? What is happening? <gasps> Oh my god. Yeah, shit's wild. Yeah, shit's wild. Yeah! Okay. Well, that's cool to know. I guess I now will not be able to unthink about that every fucking time I look at this absolute nothing person on my wrestling TV. Okay. Um. Yeah, the three years later, gunned down in his home. That's, that's what we think of Dino Bravo in 1990. Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, uh, I <laughs> yeah, and that he's not even wrestling yet. He's in the main event. The first match of this show. Oh fuck yeah, rhythm and blues. Okay, in a job. Okay, match. yeah. Well, in a jobber match, as we've touched on many a time before, is a running theme of this era. Uh, the it, it will never fail to crack me up how like. But how how like kind of boomer McMahon and his periphery were about like TV's place in marketing their product, and they're just like, ah, we'll just put on like really shit jobber matches like the entire episode because that's what'll get people rushing to the arenas. And I guess to an extent he was right, but also like as we saw, like putting on good TV will only will only help you. 
Um, but no, no, yeah, it's just at, at all time, like named the, the wrestler time, versus nobody loser every single fucking time. Yeah. I'm including Hulk Hogan versus Dino Bravo in that classification, for the record. Fuck you. Hey, that's very rude. Dino Bravo competed for the IC title like a month Dino ago. Dino Bravo didn't die rude. for our sins to be to 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 have the most boring gimmick in in 1990. And I'm including the Red Rooster in that. At least the Red Rooster like is identified. Red Rooster's not boring. He's just shitty. He's just I wouldn't even say he's shitty. He's just kind of like whatever. But like, at least he's identifiable. He's like, ah, it's that motherfucker with the stupid ass haircut. This is just what? Anyway, okay, yes. It's chicken. Ry- rhythm and uh, blues. Rhythm. Why are they rhythm and blues? I, 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 I because realized I have this question. Why are they rhythm and blues? Like honky tonk man, I guess is the blues portion, maybe or the rhythm. Which, which, which half of it is he? And why? They just, they just, they just knew that rhythm and blues was a phrase to do with music, and so they thought it was catchy to make the two music guys be called rhythm Wait, and blues. Is Greg Valentine a music guy? He is for this gimmick. But, yeah, well, we'll I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, fucking, uh, they rhythm and blues comes to the ring. Are are everybody's favorite? Totally not an Elvis impersonator, honky tonk man. Followed by, by this fucking, this podcast has done wonders to confirm to me and the world that one of my favorite gimmicks, besides spoopy scary guys, of course, but another gimmick archetype that always gets me is guys pretending to be musicians. We've got rhythm and blues. We got Jeff Jarrett. Okay, but we got the rock Jeff. The we got the the rock and roll guys who with the guitar hero controller. Yeah, okay. Well that that put, that 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 gets you to pop because of the guitar hero shit. Let's not let's not pretend. But the, also the rock and rave connection were also being fake musicians though. Sure, <laughs> sure. Okay, but also like but can't Jeff Jarrett like actually music? Can't he music IRL a little bit. I mean, he's a better singer than Rhythm and Blues, Good. but I don't know, oh. but he has no credentials as an actual musician. Oh. So, I'm going to and the and they reveal that he was faking it because of course the real singer on on um uh, beat uh with my baby tonight was of course the Road Dog. So, Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back that up. What? All right. So, the in like the second version of this gimmick, they they'll get the Je- Jeff Jarrett gets a roadie called the roadie, um, and who would become the road dog. And then when Jeff Jarrett fucked off to WCW again, they revealed that Jeff Jarrett was Millie Vanillying this record, and in fact, the real singer on the record was the roadie. What is? Is I assume there is no actual truth to this. This is still pure kayfabe. This is all just stupid. This is all just a okay. Line. That would be really fucking funny if 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 Road Dog Jesse James was in fact that good of a singer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, no. So so as as Rhythm and Blues makes their entrance, uh, Ventura and McMahon note that uh. Uh, Greg Valentine has dyed his hair jet black, much like the, ton- the, the honky-tonk man's, 
because he's a simp. Um, that's team synergy. That's team, I think that's I think I think you mean team simpery, but you know, I'll, I'll give you the points anyway. Um, uh, Jesse <laughs> makes the observation: doesn't it look like the late Roy Orbison? And Vince says he looks like he says Greg Valentine looks like Roy Orbison. Uh, I looked this up. It, it, okay, so it's really funny. I actually knew that name because. My my family dog's name yeah, is pretty pretty woman. My, oh, that guy? Street, right, oh that. I never knew who that, that is. The guy was. who sings that song. See, I learned that name because yep. my family's dog <laughs> is named Orson, and my brother will sometimes as a joke call him Roy Orbison. And I was like, huh, that's funny. Hey, uh, look, I I do see the I, I do see the I comparison. actually do see the comparison like, because. When his hair in pictures where Roy's hair is down, yeah, like oh, I yeah, see it, I, see I definitely see it, and like, and it's really funny too because I, I, yeah, I think it was legit because the way Jesse said it, you know, it sounded like you know his usual heel dipshittery of just saying dumb shit, but the way McMahon responded mm. sounded like genuinely like, oh, actually, shit, you know, now that you say that, you're kind of right, <laughs> like it seemed like a genuine reaction of like, what, you, yeah. Yeah, he kind of does actually. So yeah, uh, good to know. Um, so uh, uh, Greg Valentine crushing it on the guitar. Greg Valentine, he's very obvious. He's very definitely playing oh my that God. guitar. Yeah, see that's the thing. Greg Valentine, supposed music guy, clearly has no fucking clue how to even fake being good at guitar. At least from what I've seen, Honky Tonk Man can look like good pretending to play the guitar. Can look, Eric he. Honky Dog Man would kill it in the air guitar. Absolutely, but yeah, no fucking uh uh my my man my man Valentine has he's like doing what I'm doing right now. He's just kind of like and, 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 and up the hand and down just and randomly old, like gives a hand job to the going fret. up and down the yeah. up up and down the fret because yeah. I, I don't know and I play notes. Yeah, no, no no pressure put on any wires at all. Like we're no. just okay. Um uh. Vince Vince is out here on commentary for some reason putting rhythm and blues over as a tag team as greater than the sum of its parts, which X. Um, I I'd like to point out that both parts are former Intercontinental champions. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not look. I'm just all I'm saying is I'm not seeing like the most impressive like in ring synergy, but also this is squash or a a, a, a a job or squash ass match. So. Who's to say how much that's yeah, actually a during the like. during the picture in picture, we get a a promo from Jimmy Hart saying that the rhythm and blues will debut their number one hit record at WrestleMania. Number one where? Whom? What? And WWE is is now claiming that Honka Honka Burnin' Love. Honky Honky. Yeah, I was Burnin gonna say, Love hold up. Is my apologies, I said it wrong. Uh, that's from that fake honka honka Berman love is from that fake Elvis. From, from that, from that the real star, yeah. honky honky Burnin' love is the number one hit record uh, somewhere. We have we 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 can't say f- what number one in what. Uh, to, I will say the actual Burnin' love reached number one on Cashbox's top forty charts for the weekend of November eleventh. 1972 hmm. so i mean somewhere in there is a kernel of truth just you know gotta go really digging deep for it uh while vince is over here for some reason putting over uh rhythm and blues uh 
fucking wrestling ability. Jesse is over here putting rhythm and blues over as a musical duo comparable to Guns N' Roses. Okay, Rose. yeah, I wrote this down. I wrote this down because it was so funny. Jesse goes, "You can tell both are very musically inclined." Can you? Vince goes, "You can, can you, Jessiford?" And Jesse Ventura thinks that after WrestleMania, rhythm and blues will be as famous as Guns N' Roses. And Vince, Vince goes, "What the fuck is a Guns N' Roses?" That's too pop culture. True. That's too relevant pop culture for Vince to know who Vince that is. Vince is being asked to go outside of, from under his rock, and he said, eh, eh. Um, uh, Why would I listen to Guns N' Roses when we have Rhythm True. Unironically, that would be Vince McMahon's response. <laughs> right. So, Honky Tonk Man and Greg Valentine hit a double back suplex, and they win. Yeah, sure. Whatever, I guess. Yeah, fine. And Vince McMahon dares to ask if Greg Valentine is actually playing that guitar. And Jesse, Jesse takes this well. Um, yes. Fucking, mm -hmm. uh, we, we cut to, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund in the control room. Um, where Mean Gene... We got the, we got the breaking news. We got the breaking news. Okay, this. help, help me understand. Because I, I don't think, I, I, on one hand, don't think I got this right. But on the other hand, can't, couldn't ascertain any other interpretation of this did did mean gene assert to us that mr fuji managing two different teams in the uh 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 in pain and punishment or whatever the fuck um power, power and, and pain. pain thank you and in, in, in power and pain in the orient express was a conflict of interest yeah what? it seems to be like you know two tag teams in the tag division that's a conflict of interest mm -hmm. you can you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna favor one team over okay. the other. So here's the thing: for some reason, it is illegal to manage two different tag teams at once. I guess that seems new. That doesn't sound. That doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right at it, all. But it leads to this story, this plot beat, which is insane. This, it's so okay, so I'll keep. So so. Here I need to I need to run through my thought process as this happened. Is Mean Gene said we're gonna go now to Mr. Fuji and God help me, the Reverend Slick to discuss this further. So we see Fuji and Revel Reverend Slick standing there with Warlord, and Reverend Slick is all of a sudden talking about Fuji selling him the contract of. Oh, Mr. Fuji, you drive a hard. Oh bargain. yeah, oh yeah. But getting our two, now, our getting our our Japanese stereotype man paired up with our black stereotype man. This is great, but yes, synergy. But the Reverend Slick now owns the yeah, world. Yeah. So here's the thing. At first, I thought I assumed that you know logically, which what why would I ever assume that that that. Fuji had sold Slick Power and Pain's tag contract because that would make sense, no. right? right. Um, no. And I'm like, huh, Fuji it sure is weird that double, they just Fuji's have Warlord here serving as a synecdoche for Power and Pain. Where's yeah. Where's the other guy? No, <laughs> for some reason, Fuji has sold off his very synergistic tag team's individual contracts to two separate managers. What? 
He's just breaking up the tag team. I guess he could have just done that. Could he have done that to begin with and not had to sell them off? Shh. Shut your whore mouth. But now, but now we cut to Fuji and Bobby Heenan with the barbarian. And Fuji's like, he is very happy making American lots of American money. money oh, oh, because Bobby Heenan has purchased the contract of the barbarian. And he asks the barbarian how he feels about it. And the barbarian's like, I'm very happy. The, the barbarian noted great promo. Um, so sure that happened, Mr. Fuji. So the because of this, is now part conflict of interest. I want to know if they actually broke up the tag team. For what did well, they do? See, here's uh, the thing. I doubt they did because of what we see later. Well, I get it. I got a kayfabe explanation for you about that. So, I don't. We're not. We're not there yet. Um, let's see. Yeah. Okay. There's. Well, the powers of pain don't have a Wikipedia page, so we will not be able to. Uh, ascertain oh you know the powers of pain okay they are a tag team let's see here what happened yeah they just split up the fucking team they just they just what but they are th those boys are designed to work with each other but what why they they split up the team and that's it. Did Warlord they, and Barbarian really think they had chances to make it as singles, guys? Really? On March 25th, they were defeated by Hulk Hogan and the Big Boss Man, which were which was their first pinfall loss in the WWF. So to recap here, they the WWE or Mr. Fuji or somebody believes it is a conflict of interest for Fuji to manage and, and uh, advocate for both the powers of pain and the Orient Express at the same time. And so Mr. Fuji takes the powers of pain, an undefeated tag team, and splits them up between two managers. Oh, yeah. This is like, this is like the opposite of a corporate. This is, <laughs> this is a corporate destruction of, of the best thing you've had going for you so far, Fuji. Fucking hell. Oh, it's so stupid. Um, so yeah, so that's a thing, I guess. Two different men now, now, now own the contracts of these very generic meaty boys. Great. Yeah, the yeah, the barbarian would proceed to be a part of the Heenan family for the rest of his time in the WWF until 1992. And oh, hey, the barbarian's niece is Lady Tapa. That's interesting. I have no idea who that is. That. Well, I'm sure we'll run into her in two, in some point. She's in, she's a TNA wrestler. Oh. And then the and then the warlord, um, had. This is when he gained the the uh, Phantom of the Opera mask. Remember oh, when yeah. He, when we saw him wrestle Nightheart. Oh, yeah. This is when he started doing that shit. And then he would stay with uh, Slick uh, until that time. He 
had a world title match against Hogan in 91. That's, they must have really been running low on options I here. Yes, Jesus. And then they both, he also left WWF in 92. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, the great singles records, guys. It's uh, There was a brilliant idea not working as a tag team anymore. The thing that made you guys very over and good enough to, to be undefeated. Fuck off. Okay, well, yeah. Anyway. Okay, cool. Um, Back to the ring, baby. Back to the ring where I... Yeah. I have come, Austin, I was... to a, a mm-hmm. terrible realization. It is it's harrowing. It is soul shaking. I feel as though I'm I'm confessing to a a a holy leader when I say this. <sighs> oh. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I think I like the big boss man's theme song. <laughs> yes! It is so good. It's actually pretty fucking good. If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, you better respect the law and order. You'll be serving hard times. Better watch out, boy, because you're serving hard. It's it's got a catchy hook. Harry's a big stick, a ball and chain too. Why do you have these lyrics memorized? If you're memorized? looking for trouble, we call it after Why? you. No, I demand answers. Why do you have these lyrics memorized, Austin? Because because the Big Boss Man's theme is a bop. Fuck. Fuck you. God damn it. Oh. Oh, well, I guess I'm not alone in enjoying this unholy, uh, unholy artistic expression. Cool. Anyway, um, it is, it is a... I... I did make note of excitement seeing that now that he's turned babyface, he has the heart. He has hard time. He has. Oh, did he not have song. this earlier? No, nah, when he when he was with Slick, he came out to Slick. Oh song. shit! So this is a special commission. Yeah. Is this, so is this like the debut of Hard Time on TV? Yeah, because I don't think he's had a match. Oh shit! Since he turned babyface well, on TV yet. Another so. random bit of history we accidentally encountered: the debut of of Big Boss Man's super fucking iconic theme music on wrestling TV. God damn. Okay. Yeah. Oh fuck. All right. Cool. He's wrestling Iron Mike Sharp. Okay, so that is who he was wrestling. Um, yep. I, I heard the name mentioned, uh, but again, please. Iron Mike Sharp is another just a guy, so I wasn't sure if that was actually this dude or some other dude they were just bringing up into that. It is an this is another this is another just a jobber match, but so I made some I made a note of the picture in picture promo because Big Boss Man tells Akeem to go pick up the newest edition of the WWF it is magazine a direct order. he's on the cover. It is a direct order for direct the big boss order. Man. Yeah, to putting over the fucking WWF magazine. Yeah, because Boss Man is on the cover and he has an article in there talking about how he's putting Akeem at the top of his Also, list. I didn't realize until this episode that it's Akeem and not Hakeem. I... No, Akeem. A-K-E-E-M. I've kept hearing slash assuming Hakeem and then I saw it spelled out and I was like, what the fuck? Ah, okay. Um, No, it's Akeem, the African dream. The African dream. Cool. Yeah, so... Uh, The match at WrestleMania, they're talking about how the Twin Towers are going at it. I made the note. They just keep talking about them Twin Towers. I made... 
I made the note. The Twin Towers explode! Yeah. On Hey, on an episode, mm. we started recording on 9-11. Woo! Woo-hoo! Yeah! Uh, it's been long enough. I can make Absolutely. that joke, I think. Again, so, if... if... Uh, the... The big boss man hits the boss man slam and wins. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, okay. So, so, so Mike Sharp. While he was this is so that. wild. Mike Sharp. He like he gets on his knee because boss man just beats him the fuck up. He gets on his knees, asks for mercy. The the ref enforces his pleas for mercy. He he kind of looks at he kind of looks at boss man. He's like ah, he's asking for mercy. What are you gonna do, huh? And so boss man like reaches down for the handshake. Mike Sharp reaches for it like an idiot, and uh, fucking boss man finishes him off, and then handcuffs Mike Sharp to the top rope, gets out his nightstick, and fucking beats him with it, and then chokes him. What a baby face! What a what a fucking we love noted noted (laughs) baby face. The big that goes on the list of things you can get away with as a baby face in WWF police brutality, police brutality, police brutality, police, and I cannot stress this enough brutality. Correct, beating people with a nightstick is a okay when you're a baby face. Cool, great, I love it. Um, we go to. Uh, uh, fucking what's his nuts? Sean Mooney in the control room who has this, this line, which is just, uh, winter may be winding down, but things have never been hotter in the WWF and it's going to get very warm the next week in Boston. He... Sean Mooney is always doing the absolute shittiest puns. It's it's not even a pun. He just didn't want to say the word hot for some reason. So instead of saying it's going to get very hot, he said it's going to get very warm next week in Boston. Mooney Mooney is is forecasting a a balmy but respectable 75 and partly sunny in Boston next week. (laughs) Yeah, so the big they they do promos here and write note. I noted Bad News Brown is fighting Jimmy Snuka, which um okay. Bad News Brown That's is fighting whole... Jimmy Snuka, and make sure to call all of us watching Beer Belly Sharecroppers. Uh... this is I, this is I didn't realize I I made note of it the first time I heard him say that. I didn't realize that was like his catchphrase for the people is beer belly sharecroppers yeah, sure. okie dokie we love we um, love that racial pandering here on wwf superstars okay and okay apparently and apparently they're gonna have the rockers and hercules versus the powers of pain and, and mr. mr fuji like in the ring so, mr fuji. yeah so Fuji's selling off their contracts, but also they are still wrestling as a tag yeah, team. Yeah, they are. They 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 they, they got a, they got a couple matches still left under their contracts. I we got we got to we got to fulfill the contractual obligations. Is sh- sure. I highly doubt anyone backstage was thinking about it that hard, but sure. And yeah, Fuji is not managing them. He is in the goddamn. He's getting. He's getting in the guy. He's. That is a fetish former WF tag team champion. Mr. Oh shit, Fuji. you're right. He did used to wrestle. I forgot about that. Oh god, okay. He's getting back in the ring. Um and then we cut back to the ring, and the first thing Vince McMahon says is, you know, Jesse, I didn't want to mention it, but I think you're running for political office. Yeah, which I was like, wait, is the timeline already there yet? 
No. No. It's because he's being his flip flop and snip snap, snip snap. There, there are so many jokes. Fence sitter. Yeah, yeah, he is fence he, sitter. He's playing both sides. That way he always comes out on top. The the amount of jokes I'm holding back right now about the American Libertarian Party, folks. Uh, I uh, that is taking superhuman levels of Jesse explaining. Ventura is being a dirty centrist. Yeah. And therefore. He can go Enlightened to Enlightened Cent. This is, oh God, this is where the idea got planted in his mind. Vince said that and he goes, hmm, actually, that's, one, that's not a terrible idea, McMahon. Actually, you know what? Considering that Hogan and Warrior are both baby faces, I could absolutely see Jesse Ventura unironically saying both sides bad. Well, that's the thing. That's why I think they're doing this is because like they have like the brain melting thing happening of baby face versus baby face. And... That's going to be the payoff to him flip-flopping because he thinks both sides suck. True. Uh, but, but, but he will still only consistently criticize one side over the other. So Hogan. Yeah. Hogan is the side he, mo- he will yeah. consistently Yeah, he says both sides are bad. But that, that, that motherfucking Hulk Hogan, McMahon, I, ta- I tell you, he's a no-good son of a bitch. Well, don't you think the warrior has some has some negative sides too? Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of annoying how just the thing. But that motherfucker Hulk Hogan. Yeah, both sides. Yeah, right. Anyway. Like a uh, good libertarian. Sorry. 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 Anyway. The newest match, the next match on the show, though, is Rick Martel versus Louis Spicoli. Another job. I I don't know how the fuck you're catching these names because I I did not. Um, But Jesse and Vince argue over whether arrogance, that is, again, Rick Martel's uh, new fragrance, uh, would make women in the audience horny. Uh, because he's spraying the stupid thing all up in the we air. We see one woman in the crowd some, stand up, and they like seem kind of interested. Yeah. And then Vince is like, "Huh, she gets a she gets a whiff of that arrogance. She'll she's she will she'll be turned okay. off." And then Jess, and then Jesse is like, "Well, she gets a whiff of that arrogance. She's gonna be or, jumping in we'll the have ring." Forty women flocking this ring, McMahon. It's a good thing. We gotta be care. We gotta be careful with that arrogance of. Were they were they there. actually selling arrogance? I don't okay. think so. It was because it was really funny. It kind of sounded like they were trying to tee up for for like an actual promo for like selling a arrogance and failed miserably. Because McMahon goes, "Yeah, I've been looking all over for for the arrogance fragrance, but I don't know where to find it. Uh, do you know where I could find it, Ventura?" And Jesse does not hear this and goes on talking about someone else. And Vince like admonishes him for this. He's like, Hey, you didn't hear me. You didn't hear me ask my question. I was trying to ask you. And then Jesse just get gets distracted again. And then it never comes up. I'm like, man, if they were trying to actually sell this shit, they were doing a shit job of it. Um, yeah. Uh, my only note for this match is during the, is for the, is for Rick and the model Martel's uh pip promo he says the smell of wrestlemania is in the yeah, air sure i guess i was like what what is the smell of wrestlemania really? um what does that mean uh it de- de- depends on depends on the year it's a bit different every year um i i hear sometimes they're able to to, to bottle the fragrance of sheer unadulterated pain and suffering for wrestlemania you just got you got you got to get yeah. lucky you know um uh fucking uh, the the only match note I really got was shout out to the poor jobber who who had to eat a missed drop kick bump for Rick fucking Martel. Like yeah. like he goes to drop uh, kick so Rick, Rick Martel, Mar- but Rick Martel gets himself on the ropes. This guy just like like a cartoon fucking just drops back first onto the mat. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this poor guy. 
Yeah. So Rick wins with the Boston. The the, the the walls of Jericho. I mean the Lion Tamer. I mean the world's sexiest and most arrogant Boston crab. Ah. Yep. But now it's time for our favorite oh, part Christ, of every one of these go. episodes. It's time. Okay. Tonight's episode. Tonight's Hogan Warrior uh, performances. Uh, David and, will be in the role of of Terry Hogan. Hulk Hogan Balea will be David Culleton. And I will be playing Jim Ultimate Warrior Hellwig out of, because I gave myself the iconic promo of this entire episode. So take it away, David. Yeah, just, just a second. I, I, I feel like I, I didn't come prepared for this. I, I'm going to grab some water because holy shit. Get, give me... Give me two seconds. This is not a bit. This is actually, I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh, I'm going to like shred myself doing this. Give, give me two seconds. I need, I need oh. some fucking water. Um, oh my God. Oh, great. Oh. I got to, I can't okay. vamp this alone. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Hogan and Warrior. Yeah. So I'll repeat this when David gets back, I guess. Uh, but this, 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 this warrior promo right, is the most back. iconic let me, promo let me, let me from tell this you bit. Something. Okay. Brother, hydrate or oh, dihydrate. No. Okay. That's 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 what I'm saying All up right. in here. All right. So I'm gonna attempt. I'm going to make an attempt here, Austin, to to do a bit of uh a bit of my MST3K stylings um when it comes to when it comes to this promo. Because I, I did make note of some of the things that he said. So I'll be I'll be performing my own monologue, but then injecting commentary into my own monologue as if an outside observer. So, uh, let's, let's do this thing. Um, so Hulkamaniacs, when I said the WrestleMania six was more intense than all five WrestleManias put together, I meant it brothers. Every workout that I train is more intense. The pressure on my back is more intense than ever before. Yeah, hey, 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 Hulk, buddy. I think you should see a doctor about that. The, every yeah, I guess he, you guess every, doctor every minute that I try to sleep, my heart pounds like a drum. Hulk, you should really see a doctor about that. <laughs> That's the cocaine. Please go see a doctor. <laughs> We're begging you see a fucking physician. Hulkamaniacs, this is the ultimate test of all times. And when I get in danger, I go back to my roots. I go back. To my, I go back to the instincts. That's why I went back to... Wait. Oh, oh, fuck. I missed a part of it. Gold I feel Gold. Hulkamania is in danger right now. Oh, God. Oh, no. He's 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 manufacturing a crisis for the death cult. This is a call to action. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, Hulkamaniacs, this is the ultimate test of all time. When I get in danger, I go back to my roots. I go back to the instincts. That's why I went back to Gold's Gym, Venice Beach, California, the power pit. That's why I went to the magic mirror. Apparently, Gold's Gym is equipped with a magic mirror. And I What? <laughs> he, he went back to the what? <laughs> what? He said, what? <laughs> Fucking Ultimate Warrior is the Snow White of this equation. Dear God. This went from extremely serious to extremely goofy in 10 seconds. Yeah, flat. well, welcome to Hulk fucking Hogan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's why I went to the magic mirror that Gold's Gym apparently has. 
And I, yeah, and I said, mirror, mirror on the wall. Is the ultimate warrior going to be the one that makes the Hulkster rise and fall? Rise and fall? I appreciate that he, I appreciate that he asked it correctly. Yeah, though. he did get the rhyme in there. Hulk Hogan is nothing if not a poet. Um, uh, it, I, I fucking... <laughs> he's going to make the Hulkster rise and fall? So he admits... To an extent that that warrior has like some star power to elevate Hulk's own here, that's a weirdly humble admission what? on his part. Yeah, that's a uh, okay. Oh, we see this as a running theme though as mm-hmm. this goes on, <laughs> and the and the and the magic bearer said, <laughs> "Reply hazy, try again." Uh, Basically, Hulk Hogan didn't ask a magic mirror. He asked a magic eight ball. We'll we'll have to put the ultimate warrior over at Mania, brother. Shake, 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 shake. Answer uncertain. No, God damn it. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, um, fucking fuck. Where's the, where's the thing? Uh, uh, okay. Um. I didn't get a clear-cut answer, Hulkamaniacs, but this magic mirror looked at me and said, Hulkster, you, what is this? Hulkster, you understand the natural bonds of nature. You understand the food chain. You'll know if it happens. You'll know when it comes. I think the magic mirror got possessed by Ultimate Warrior. I think that's what happened. That is the most Ultimate Warrior ass answer I have heard on, on a magic mirror. Brother, I have to say, and those kids are known yeah. for being for being cheeky motherfuckers in their in their replies. Okay, um, yeah. All of a sudden, Hulkamaniacs, I started getting worried. The mirror faded out. There were no more answers. That's when I realized that WrestleMania six were the most important day of our life. WrestleMania six were. He, that's that's what he said. He said were. I was like, what? <laughs> he said were. <laughs> okay. That's when I realized that WrestleMania 6 were the most important day of our lives because it will predict the future. Ultimate Warrior, if you were that little teeny Hulkamaniac that trained and saying his prayer, Syntax, Hogan, fuck, that trained and saying his prayers and eating his vitamins and finally rose to the number one contender position, I don't recognize you, brother. So Hulk is headcanning here that Warrior is actually an expat member of the Hulkamania death cult (laughs) who somehow made it out. And Hulk Hogan is clearly taking exception with this because why the fuck aren't you dead yet? Uh, You're supposed to be donezo by the age of 16. That's how the cult set up. You give me all your money and then you fucking die. The only way you leave is you die, yeah, dude. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then even then you're not safe, because then you go and you wrestle the Hulkster in heaven, brother. Yep. Oh my god. Uh, maybe that's why you wore the war paint. Maybe that's why you cover your face, so I won't know who you are. <laughs> so we get into, But as we get into WrestleMania 6, and you feel the power of <laughs> the largest arms in the world. <laughs> And I wipe that war paint off your face, Ultimate Warrior. If I realize that you are the new chosen one, I have an obligation to my Hulkamaniacs to fight 
with everything in my heart. Hulk Hogan taking the very, very smart approach here of fighting prophecies. That always works out every time. Ultimate Warrior is the blasphemer. <laughs> he is the false prophet. The, well, maybe in this case, Hulk Hogan himself is the blasphemer because he doesn't say the false chosen one. He just says the chosen one. The religion just keeps barrowing deeper. You are both the savior and the blasphemer. That's actually a compelling concept. Hmm, gonna have to explore that more. Just a second. Oh my god. Mm. This fucking voice. Holy shit. Uh, my heart is strong like a lion, and my arms are like the redwood trees in the forest. Now, now you want to do the, the poetry and the symbolism. Thank you. Um, I have no flaw. Then, then what? whatever. Um, I have no flaws. My thoughts, my mind, my soul is pure. Sure, uh, but Ultimate Warrior, it has been written, it has been said, and it shall be done in WrestleMania 6. What? What has? I don't, you, I need clarity here. And if, if I find out that you're the one that has to walk for an eternity in my shoes, brother, let it be. But you, you just, you just, you I, I couldn't figure, you, that's what I thought he said, I couldn't figure out what he, you, you, but yeah, but you, you, yeah. You gotta, that's, that's you gotta prove to that. me by beating me and all of my Hulkamaniac that it, that you are the ultimate Hulkamaniac. So so Hulk is just purely co-opting Warrior into he said Hulkamania will never die even after I'm gone. It'll just become somebody else's Hulkamania. Um by beating and it, that, that you are the ultimate Hulkamaniac. So again, I guess he's looking for a new prophet of the religion. Who knows? Um, and if you're not, what you gonna do when the largest arms in the world run, run wild on you? Which I think that's the shortest what you gonna do line I have heard in a long time. Kudos to you for keeping it distinct. <clears throat> Hogan, what, um, what the fuck was that? Um, Hogan is, Hogan is, what a beautiful meta narrative of Hogan looking for the successor to Hulk. Yeah, well, that's the crazy thing. The is for the first time, maybe ever in his career, Hulk the motherfucker Hogan is actually like opening up the possibility that somebody beats him and ascends to his level, effectively replacing him. That oh, mm -hmm. you got it. You just know that Terry Balea went kicking and screaming into having to do that fucking promo. Just wait till we get to the match. Uh, absolutely. And now, <laughs> the warrior. All right, I gotta do this right. <clears throat> so, oh yeah, gonna turn I around hope you made sense here. Of notes of of the spinning that occurred. Yeah, and and, and the so head for those movement. of you watching the video, for those of you watching the video version, I'm turned around in my chair like war like. I, I think you mean for, for like those listening to the audio promo. version, because I'm pretty sure. You're right. You're right. My bad. People. Whatever. Yeah. All right. I, Hulk Hogan, have a warrior, question warrior, the to answer open. your question. As you, Hulk Hogan, travel to WrestleMania. I, 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 I want to point out that, that for part of this, me. he's he's got his he's got his head pointed up to the ceiling. Uh, so I guess that's where his cue cards are now. Um. Yeah. Also, not to, to to direct you a little bit, put on my director cap. I will note there was a great moment 
about uh, he he did the the road to WrestleMania line, and then there was actually a legitimately great moment. He snaps his head to the to to the left, uh, the the your the 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 other way, uh, the the right, I guess. Mm-hmm. He snaps his head to to camera left. Uh, um, there we go, and we see his like face in profile while his back is turned. The, you know what? Great little silhouette there. I appreciated that. C- continue. Yeah. As you, Hulk Hogan, travel to WrestleMania! Okay, I gotta point out, he says WrestleMania in a way. He goes, WrestleMania! Oh no, he's choking on his gum. I can oh, never mind, he's fine. The normals you travel with experience malfunctions. As you realize, all that is left is total self-destruction. Do you... Hulk Hogan, show self-pity. Do you, Hulk Hogan, try to reason why? Do you, Hulk Hogan, try to comfort the normals that have even more fear than you? Or do you, Hulk Hogan, kick the doors out? Kick the cockpit door down take the two pilots that have already made the sacrifice so that you can face the challenge dispose of them hulk hogan assume the controls hulk hogan shove that control into a nosedive hulk hogan Push yourself to total self-destruction as you realize, Hulk Hogan, you are about to enter a world close to parts for unknown. Oh my God. (laughs) Do it again. I can't help Uh, it. As uh, smell it, warriors. Do you, Hulk Hogan, Look for a place to hide. Or do you, Hulk Hogan, face the challenge that may be more powerful than even you are, Hulk Hogan? You, Hulk Hogan, must self-destruct so that you will know, Hulk Hogan, who is the chosen one. For Hulk Hogan, I am not the chosen one that you speak of. I am not. I, Hulk Hogan, am the only one. Jesus Christ. Um, so, oh, I, I'm lightheaded. Uh, yeah. After yeah, that, that's a, that's a breathy ass. I, so, uh, I, I have to say, uh, I feel vindicated. Uh, it, the front half, I made a very jokey guess as to what could have, what, what could possibly make this warrior promo, these standout warrior promo, considering that every single warrior promo 
sounds like a standout promo. And if all the promos are standout promos, then none of them are right. Uh, and so I, I was like, oh yeah, no, he's, he's actually just going to talk like normal, which, you know, he didn't talk normal here, but I, he did, he did deliver most of this address to Hukogan as he is wont to pronounce it. Uh, Hukogan. Uh, Hukogan. Yeah. Um, uh, in, in a bit of a like breathy whisper, um, which I must say, you did a phenomenal job at capturing, giving my rating of your performance this week an indoor voice out of ten. Um, I, I would, I was hoping for a plane crash out of ten. Uh, as yeah, but, that yeah, that is the fucking. This is this. This is what makes the promo iconic. Is that he tells Hulk Hogan to get into a plane crash. Well, it, to be fair, it seemed like an internal mental plane crash. To be fair. Yeah, there's like there's there's meta levels of metaphor here. I don't I don't know how coherent they actually are. Like, who are the two pilots supposed to represent? Are they Hogan and Warrior themselves? Pilots? Probably not. Are they are they like Hogan's the, the left and right side of Hogan's brain, logic and imagination discarded Maybe. for the sake of pure self-destruction? Uh I don't I don't know. But yeah, he's basically like, Yeah, Hulk Hogan, why don't you just go to hell and die? Um what <laughs> I, I, I wanna I wanna point out that uh I had Robbie watching with the watching this episode with me for a little bit and partway through Ho- Warrior's monologue here he just goes who is this Jared Leto which 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 yeah it's actually an apt comparison um yeah. but yeah he like he he delivers the, like what probably helps to stand out too yeah he delivers most of it like kind of whispering which is not normal for him but it does make a lot of this shit come across really well especially at the end you Hulk Hogan must self-destruct so that you will know who is the chosen one. I am not the chosen one. I am the only one, only which is, one. uh, I feel like that is what a chosen one is just with fewer <laughs> steps, but sure. Um, uh, yeah, both promos from both men are like <clears throat> telling the other person to like strip themselves away from all of their pageantry to deter so we can determine who is the who is the strongest. Well, I I I guess I don't know if I got that as much from Hogan's. What what this felt to me is that well, it's the white wiping the face paint. Oh, so I, I see, see, who, see who he really is. I that you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, that that does that does make sense. Damn, my my poetic analysis has <clears throat> failed this week. God damn, who? Oh boy, that stings a little. Uh, but fucking, um, uh, they have been, um, <laughs> basically what I got out of this is that like they're vibrating on the same unhinged ass wavelength for the first time in these promos. It feels like they are not talking past each other or talking at each other. They are talking mm-hmm. with each other. They are using, they are using shared imagery. And also there is the Hogan actually opening the door up for warrior to succeed him as champion a little bit and mm-hmm. warrior taking that and running with it <laughs> of you are not going to just lose at my hands you're going to self-destruct at my hands um so they are vibrating on the same unhinged ass wavelength it is finally coming to pass it is time in like three more weeks for the ultimate challenge 
to come yeah, to fruition. So, so I'm trying. I'm gonna try. I want to try to like work. Do some like attempts at like literary analysis please, please of this host warrior promo. Because honestly, the first time through, I list. I've listened to it a few times this week. Actually, I listened to it once, and I was like. This is it because I've never really seen this promo before. I'd only like no, I know I knew of the like the promo where Hulk where Warrior tells Hogan to get crash a plane <laughs> to just go to and, just go fucking but I never, die. Yeah, so I've never like seen I'd never seen it before like this week. Um so and then the more I listen to it, the more I pick up the less the tech dude I, I pick up the non-literal like ideas here which is feels weird that i have to like consider metaphor yeah. in a wrestling I mean, promo to be fair, that is all warrior did it's just usually that metaphor is in fucking comprehensible yeah so so i got hogan have a question to answer your question uh as you travel to wrestlemania by conventional means uh I, the normals, I had to like check my hearing a few times. Yeah, I to was also struggling to decipher that. But the normals you travel with experience malfunctions. And and he's like, as you realize that all is left is total self-destruction, do you Hogan show self-pity? Do you re try to reason why? He's like, does Hogan is Hogan gonna get in his feels about the chat, the danger that the ultimate warrior poses ah, to him. Ha, ha, ha. Meta narrative. Is he going to? Is he going to pity himself? Is he going to try to rationalize how this could be? Is he going to comfort his Hulkamaniacs that are afraid for him? Or will Hogan take charge? Will Hogan kick the doors down? Will step up to the pipe? Take the two pods that have already made the sacrifice dispose of them it's warrior suggesting a lot of murder and dead Pete like just this this feels like this goes in with like warrior's idea of like the ones who have sacrificed for him yeah. he that he leaves behind because they weren't strong enough to not die yeah, I mean <laughs> for as much as we talk about Hulkamania the death cult warrior also clearly has a god complex to be fair yeah yep Assume the controls, Hulk Hogan. Shove the controls into a nose. Dude, I was so expecting him to say something to the effect of shove the controls where the sun don't shine. Uh, I was like, oh, he's just telling no. to Hulk Hogan to ride the, the control stick like a dildo. Cool. He's telling him to take the plane. Yeah, to push himself towards self. If the plane is a metaphor for Hogan's mind, yeah. Hogan needs to push himself into the madness, into self-destruction, and enter parts unknown. Say hi to the Undertaker the while you pass is. by there, by the way, for me. Yeah, it's where Warrior is is said to be from parts oh, unknown. Oh, I thought that was Taker. Bring himself. No, Taker is from Death Valley. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. The Warrior, the warrior is from parts unknown. Oh, okay, fuck. So he's like, take, bring yourself to my level. And don't, and do you look for a place to hide? Or do you face the challenge head on? 
So yeah, Hogan, med, uh, war, warrior out here using a metaphor for a plane crash <laughs> as like Hogan needing to push himself to the dark, to, to the depths of the warrior of destruction. Watch out for in order uh, to face the warrior. Watch out for uh, uh, for Akeem and and Big Boss Man while you're going down, will you, Hogan? Thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, to the darkest depths of Africa. Yeah, uh, you know, the, on, on your plane crash, you really that. don't want to run into those twin towers. They collide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, if I just be the metaphor of like, Hogan, uh, the plane could also be Hogan's mind. Not just Hogan's mind, but like the concept of Hulkamania. Of that Hogan needs to like, in the same way that the warrior needs to remove the face paint Hogan needs to destroy the the heirs of Hulkamania of in order to face him in his purest form or I, I suppose. I'm just trying to figure out the pilot part of this. Like who who are <coughs> who are the who are, pilots the fuck here? Are the pilots. I know I'm getting hung up on this well, small detail, but it's kill it is killing me. And who are the pilots that are dead? Yeah, true. <laughs> um who are the dead pilots on the plane? I, um, yeah. Who have made? The, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of who that could be metaphorically, like who have already made the sacrifice. Um, I mean, what sacrifice? Like, is it the people that came before Hogan in the championship? Is it like I don't know, maybe Honey? <laughs> if we're if we're if we're if if, if we are again going to treat, if I'm going to look at the plane as a metaphor for Hulkamania, the pilots that sacrificed themselves for the Hulk for the, for Hulkamania could be Hogan's past major rivals, the Macho King, Andre, Roddy Piper. That's fair. People people who were who fell to empower the Hulkamania. I suppose. But I don't know. And then Hulk Hogan needs to be the next one to empower Hulkamania in an all new way. Sure. Yep. By by sending it into a nosedive. Sure, sure. Uh, into part. Yeah, you know, good. That's yeah, a, that's a good read. I, I gotta did, say, brother, that was good. Yeah, I did. Of course, I did enjoy the him turning around the chosen one question of, like, I I get there's a some it's kind of semantics here, but I I like the I like the chosen one implies that there is a non chosen one the loser of Hogan warrior and warriors like, no, this is not, this isn't a who is the chosen one. I am it. I am the only See, one. I took that to nothing. mean like the chosen one of who does ultimately beat Hogan. If, if anyone who, who takes their place. And so in that, in that interpretation, I see like chosen one being there is again, it's a semantics game, but like there is no other option, but me. There is nobody who is on this level. Everybody else is not even considered a person in this context. There is only mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan and his successor, the Ultimate Warrior. I am the. Yeah. I am not chosen out of out of these men. I am a god among men. I am the only one. That's I. That's a, I think that's. I think that's. I think that's it. Um, but yeah, uh, silly semantics. But you know. Gotta 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 give him credit. Fucking fucking Jim Hellwig for as much of a whole oh, motherfucker as he was, he could he could form a promo. He could 
talk, and it's kind of wild how well he could actually. Like he had yeah. no business being able to just construct promos like that. It's kind of fucking wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this was the road. I mean, this whole feud is just them yelling at yeah, each other. Yeah, true. Some yelling at and each other and like making making ho ho eyes at each other. Um, are they gonna are they, fight? We'll get to are that they later. Fuck? I mean, are they gonna but, fight? Um, and and yeah, what? But I mean, the hype is there. What, so many, we just got to keep it going for checks. Watch three more weeks. So many, so many interesting, so many twists and turns. It's interesting that it's interesting that Hogan is obsessed with the idea of finding out who the warrior is. Yeah, like he is, he is, he has changed tax on what he thinks his answer is going to be but like that first promo where he's like i see your power man are you of the devil i gotta find out yeah and now it is it is progressed to him being like are you the successor to me are you i gotta i got to, i need to see you underneath and find are out. you the hulkamaniac that i was speaking to for all those years Mm -hmm. Which, like, that timeline does not line up at all. But if you want to look at it from a more, like, metaphorical no. standpoint, sure. Because yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess in kayfabe, Hulkamaniacs can be more than just, like, I don't know, six-year-old children. Um, we are right. all Hulkamaniacs on this Hulk blessed day, brother. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> indeed, dude. Yeah, indeed. Amen, indeed. brother. <laughs> We need to, we need to, we need to fuck, we need to fucking, uh, the righteous gemstones, but it's about Hulkamania This, fuck, maybe, maybe I abandon my current wrestling play idea and I just, I just completely redo the concept for, for Hulk Hogan, the, the death cult religious leader. That sounds pretty good to me, dude. Yeah, I get to be the main character of a play brother. I should be the main character of everything, dude. Yep. Ugh. Uh but yeah, whack ass promos. The last time we'll get to, we'll get to talk about the whack ass Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, next time we get to talk about whack ass Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan fighting instead. It's true. Uh but after these as in Vince's words, strong words. Strong, yeah, sure. Uh we we get Akeem the African uh, Dream. Hi, get on that. Again, cannot stress this enough. Akeem, extremely white guy, the African dream. Um, yep. Not even, he is from the deepest, darkest parts of Africa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Not even South Africa, not even colonized Africa. Oh, no, the deepest, darkest parts of Africa. That is what they said. That is, many, many people are saying so, this, many such cases. So I didn't write any notes on this shit except for at one point Akeem was beating down the jobber and he yells, "Get up, you dummy!" Cool. I um, I, uh, I see. The only thing I got was Jesse Ventura saying that, in contrast to Vince McMahon's earlier comment, uh, that this guy should run for political office. I, the the jokes write themselves. Pick pick your poison, folks. Um, uh, yeah, yeah squash ass. A reverse, a reverse, a reverse Justin Trudeau. <laughs> actually, you know what? Well, you know what? It's, it's, it's the same actually in a different it's the same way. in a different way. Instead of, instead of putting it on the face, he just put it in clothes all over his body. Everywhere, Everywhere else. else. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- this man actually will turn out to be the prime minister of Canada. Uh, fucking, uh, it's just, God. And then after the match, Slick oh. ran in and jumped oh. into Akeem's arms. You, you also caught that? Okay, I, I need to yeah. I need to make this imagery very clear. For those of you in the audience who have seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, it's that fucking moment after I Can Make You a Man where, uh, where Dr. Frankenfurter, like, shows Rocky to their new honeymoon bedroom. And they walk up to it. Frankenfurter jumps into into Rocky's embrace. Rocky is standing up. Frankenfurter like jumps with his knees bent, and Rocky kind of catching him, so they're chest to chest. And then Frankenfurter like leans back, and he's like, "Oh, Rocky!" It was that. It was that exact pose. Uh, now Ooh. kiss. Um, oh, I'm just a sweet trans. Nope. 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 I'm gonna gonna have to stop you right there, brother. (laughs) I don't know. I think I think the Reverend Slick as Dr. Frankenfurter could make this. Yeah, but then we would have to cast Akeem as Rocky and no bad touch. (laughs) I can make you a man. Shows off Akeem the African dream. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my god. That blonde. With blonde hair and a tan. (laughs) Akeem, brunette, pale-ass motherfucker. Well, you know, the science was a little, is a little different. Yeah, yeah. No, (laughs) Frankenfurter being good at at the science is is not at all important to that story. No, No, it's it's fine. fine. Um, Speaking is, now we go to the brother love. Of skin coloration. Brother love. Uh, I did note before we get to the brother love show, they cut, they showed a sign that says go on a diet blubber. Love. I saw that and I, I didn't want to dignify it with a note. It was, it was dumb and shitty. Fuck you. Um, it, it is, but the brother love announces that the Bolshevik. Bro, I gotta say brother love. It's, it sounds like my man had some like good heat going for him. Like it sounds like the crowd is just jeering him all the way through his yeah, I mean, if I had to listen to his obnoxious-ass voice every week, I would also... True! F- fuck you, ball licker. We'll be, re- you'll be wrestling the Heart Foundation Yeah, at WrestleMania Wait, 6. Wait, this is an unexpected treat. I get to watch wrestlers who I actually like do something. I, I'm not super used to that feeling in this era. Okay. Yeah, it's... Tell me more. The Hart Foundation, Brett and Jim Neidhart yes. are here to cut a promo. Yeah. Now, you know, Brother Foundation. Brother what? Foundation. You are you are one brother. The two of you are one brother uh, in the, on the Anyway, he basically, Brother Love spins the promo being like, are you, sh- what? How are you going to beat the ball? How are you going to beat literally anyone? Um... He asked Jim Neidhart what they're going to do about the Bolsheviks. And Jim Neidhart goes, well, the times are changing. And that lovely wall in Berlin is coming down. And at WrestleMania 6, we are going to send the Bolsheviks right through the roof at the Sky Dome. Yeah, uh, they 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 talk about they're going to kick the Bolsheviks' ass. And then they're like, oh yeah, also, we want... 
Let's get our priorities straight. Brad is here. They want to win back the WWF yes. Tag Team World Tag Team Championships. They're issuing a challenge right now to the winner of the Demolition and Colossal Connection match. Yeah, the, there is a chance we get Heart Foundation versus Colossal Connection, which I will remind our viewers, half of the Colossal Connection is Andre the fucking Giant. That would be an insane match. Um, yeah. An insane matchup to have. Um, yeah. Fucking and then brother, brother love. Uh, that'd be pretty sick. Uh, brother love is like, if they really, they only ask if they really want to step in the ring with the colossal connection, dude. And Jim Neidhart, uh, Jim Neidhart says, you know, Andre is a very, very dangerous opponent, and Haku is one mean fighting machine. And we all know what the brain is thinking about. But wouldn't it be unfortunate if someone were to have a coronary oh, heart attack? Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I love I love wishing terrible medical conditions on my enemies. But get it, heart yeah. attack? Uh, because uh, uh, they're the hearts. Because they're the heart foundation. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah. I have to say, um, an underappreciated side of Bret Hart and even Jim Knightheart. They are both, like, pretty fucking good promos. Brett is the standout of the two. Um, but Jim, even if he's a bit stiffer than Brett is, he can he can talk, too. Like, he can say shit off the cuff pretty fucking well. Yeah. He's, he's a lot... He's really good at sounding like a coked-up maniac. Oh, wait. Yeah, oh, oh, wait. Well, you know, welcome welcome to 1990. Um, fucking... Yeah. That was, that's always a fun... That's a fun dynamic the Heart Foundation had, is the Jim Neidhart being, like, a coked-up crazy person and then bret hart is here to be like serious it's, and half translate whatever bullshit i honestly i honestly say. love that that dynamic in tag teams it's one of the many reasons i love the acclaimed is that like you know max caster is is the wordsmith he's the poet uh who can who can really say say the shit and then there's anthony bowens who is just a rabid fucking dog of a human being and just just screams and bugs out his eyes and is ready to kill a motherfucker on sight. Um, I, I love, I, I love that dynamic of like, one of them can do words and the other is just like, ah, 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 frothing at the mouth. It's a great and little dynamic. Brother love asks Brett, well, would they really want to step in the ring with demolition? And he's like, let me tell you something, brother love. We know that the demolition the demolition. <laughs> One of my favorite Brett verbal ticks is putting the in front of things that nobody else says the. In front well, of. well, let, let me, like, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you something. When he went, brother when, love. Uh, when, uh, when, when we go, when we go next week and compete at the arena right by the the Ohio State University. Like when he goes to WCW, he becomes the only person there who calls it the. Well, in the WCW. Did did nobody You're, else call it that? No, it's it is not. It is it's always been WCW, not the WCW. But Brett, coming from the WWF, was like the WCW. I mean, I'm here for it. But here he's like the demolition. I love that. The team is not. It's it's just demolition. We know that the the, the demolition are big and bad and powerful. And they've demolished just about every tag team in the WWF. But the Hart Foundation is here. We're still standing. And they haven't demolished us yet. And until they do, they better put up or shut hey. up. 
So they're they're just ready to murder everybody, which based. Mm-hmm. And then they just leave. That's it. There's no like conflict on the show or anything. Yeah. They just say their bit and they, they didn't leave. have to do like tedious run in bullshit. They just kind of like cut a good promo and then left, you know? Sure, fine, whatever. Yep. And nice. and I don't know if I've noticed this on previous Brother Love episodes. Brother Love's show here ends with a fucking iris out on him. Like the 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 little like circle uh on screen that like is slowly I don't, know, I don't know i don't know if they've done i don't know if they've done that for other episodes of the brother cartoon love ass transition out of the brother love show i i kind of love it give us all get, let us transition out of every brother love segment with an iris out that was actually really kind of cute and fitting yep then we get a wrestlemania report with mean gene ogerland he runs down the whole card uh this but then overstuffed the ass shit, card holy so long there's so many uh, matches the, including things. this was this was something this was a claim that was just oh mwah. uh the first ever mixed tag team match the the that is probably the not thing, a thing that is no that nobody in the world's ever thought of before Ma- man woman in the same ring at the same time the dudes the, the dudes and ladies and none of them don't ever mix Ooh. What will they come up? What will they come up with uh, next? The answer to that is ladder matches. Also, a thing that nobody had ever done before. True, true. Yeah. So this WrestleMania six has fourteen matches on oh, it. Oh God! Like no, uh, thank you. And half of them have no build on TV. They just started like plug and plug, like just plug in. Like who? Here's the baby face who doesn't have a match. Here's a heel that doesn't have a match. Bada bing, bada boom. Just have him wrestle. Stupid. But at the end, we're 14 matches and the rhythm and blues bullshit is also. Or do they not have a match? Is it just them and their fucking song? Yeah, they don't have a match. They're just gonna. They just do the fucking suck. Christ Almighty! Oh God, I'm sure that'll be a great segment. And then we cut to Rona Barrett. <laughs> yeah. O- okay. Um. Ro- if you think Jesse, this for is our celebrity Gene, involved. If you think Jesse the Body Ventura has all the scoops in the World Wrestling Federation, which does he? Did not think that about him until you said that just now. Yeah. We cut to apparently rather famous gossip columnist Rona Barrett, who is here she apparently has the scoop on why jesse ventura is can't make up his mind and, and she will be, and she will let us all know at wrestlemania oh yeah 6. that's that's a great way to sell the pay-per-view that one's for all you gossip column lovers out there. <laughs> rona barrett is here and then gene okerland suggests <laughs> that rona barrett and jesse ventura are okay um, i'm glad you also caught that because i was like Gene, excuse what? me? Yeah, it's just casually implies that they just, they've just boned on the rig. To keep the hits coming, we also reveal that our special performer of the Canadian national anthem on this show will be Robert Goulet. And in the most brilliant choice for putting now, look, I love me some Bobby Goulet, all right? Uh the the OG Lancelot in Lerner and Lowe's Camelot 
tremendous lounge singer, has a Gene makes a joke a, about well, that. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing. Has a hilarious cameo in at the end of Toy Story Two. Uh, you know, a, a good nine years from now. Um, uh, he he is our. You know, we've gotten some big musical acts in the past. Uh, Liberace, other people who I can't remember here. Liberace, uh, Ray Charles, Alice Cooper, uh, right? Aretha Franklin. Alice Cooper didn't sing. If we're, if we're including people who don't sing, then we all then we get. Which I guess Liberace didn't sing either. That's fair. Liberace at WrestleMania one. WrestleMania two has uh, Ray Charles do "America the Beautiful" as well as Alice Cooper and Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, WrestleMania three has Aretha Franklin sing "America the Beautiful." I don't remember who does "America the Beautiful" at the Trump Plaza WrestleMania. So Probably don't Donald ask himself. me. <laughs> Favorite part, of course. Favorite part of the Trump manias is, of course, how uh, Trump's wife legitimately was scared by Jake Roberts' snake. That I mean, that seems to be a running theme. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and, and who's our who's our big get for for this one? Broadway performer turned lounge singer Robert Goulet to sing the Canadian national anthem. And again, I love me some Robert Goulet. I don't know how much the country was was drinking Goulet-Arade uh, in, in 1990. In 1990? Uh, uh, and Gene Okerlund makes a crack about this. Again, great way to put over your star musical guest is he's like, uh, you know, great for his uh, uh, playing, uh, very, you know, very well known for his playing Sir Lancelot. Anyone else? No, just me. Okay, the literally that is what he does. <laughs> that he's like, <laughs> we have this guy to sing Canadian national anthem, and I am the only buddy in this entire company who gives a shit about him. <laughs> great. Okay, so I looked. Okay, I did look it up. The other people who have shown up to sing is at WrestleMania Four. America the Beautiful will be. And by the way, I, I don't think I've. I don't remember if I mentioned this, but WWE likes to have America the Beautiful as opposed to the Star Spangled Banner because Vince personally feels America the Beautiful is more patriotic. Sure. So that is why they do that song. Wow, before Mania based on Vince's Star Spangled own weird fucking complexes. No way. Anyway. At WrestleMania 4, we had Gladys Knight performing America the Beautiful. Sure. Far too high class for this yeah, shit. Yeah, seriously. Uh, quite frankly. At WrestleMania 5, it is Rockin' Robin who did it. Now, Rockin' Robin was a wrestler. In fact, she was the WWF Women's Champion at the oh. time. Oh, wow. Okay. And this is what we're doing with her. Not having a match. We're having, she's going to just sing the America the Beast. Sure. Yeah, it's a great use of your women's champ, guys. <laughs> she is one, she had a reign of 502 days that is extremely forgettable, except for the fact that she spent the first six months of 1989 defending the title against Judy Martin, who is a wrestler. I don't, she was one half of the glamor girls. And I just now learned that. And then at WrestleMania five, she sang America, the beautiful 
and then she continued only wrestling Judy Martin until she left the company in 1990, and then the belt was retired. Because oh my fucking god! I was I was like I was gonna make a joke too about her having like comically few title defenses in all probability, but then I'm like, no, that that that's an outrageous claim to make, even in these days. Like they ran way too much shit for her to like not defend all that much. But even if she was, it was defending it a lot. It was all against the same fucking person the entire time. And then they were, and then the WWF retired the belt until 1993 when they were like, shit, get, get, get the Joshis in here. And they would try again at a women's division. Uh, Everyone's favorite fun fact about Rockin' Robin is that she is the daughter of Grizzly Smith, which means she is the half-brother of Jake Roberts. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yep. The more you know. Anyway, yeah, back to this. Um, I just wanted to... Now that I brought up, I didn't remember who did America the Beautiful. It's like, well, now I gotta know. But yeah, so Mean Gene is over here to tell us that... Uh, Broadway legend for playing Lancelot and Camelot, rather Robert Goulet is going to be the one to sing the Canadian national anthem. Uh, at at WrestleMania six, uh, the 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 one that only he gives a shit about, and somewhere Jim Ross's spidey senses are tingling that someone is getting wrestling mixed up with that ballet stuff. Um, uh, yeah. and then uh, Gene has apparently Our received phone calls from all over the world yeah. about. The ultimate challenge. Why? For what? Why are people call? What are they calling in what, to say yeah, about what, it exactly? What, can we hear any of these phone conversations? Is it not? Ju- is it not just happening? Um, like that's. I I I guess they're like I don't know. So they just really want someone to talk to about it. They're like, you know, Gene will probably talk to me. Hey, Gene. It's actually like it's yeah. actually like the seventy year old grandmas that watch superstars, and they're like they're like. They can, their their grandsons are busy out, like going out on dates or whatever in there. So they're like, Jane, Jane, what do you think about this ultimate challenge thing? We need it. We needed a WWF call in show sooner than 1996. Really, really. I think it would have been even funnier in the golden age. Um. So, uh, and Gene alleges that this is like Super Bowl, World Series, and Stanley Cup all in one. To which Robbie responds, "Is it though?" Um. The- no, I mean we're not yet at. Well, eventually we'll get to WrestleMania, a celebration of life. So oh, you know boy. them trying to act like they're the goaded, the greatest sporting event WrestleMania. ever is in fact life day not edition. as far as it'll go. <laughs> it'll get more obnoxious than we're the greatest sporting event oh, ever. God. For real, yeah, we're we just represent the entirety of humanity, actually. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, main event. Yes, courtesy of the wrestling re- challenge, which what the fuck is Yeah, this is so so this is a rerun of wrestling challenge. Okay. Fantastic. It's another one of the WWF shows then. It's the B show. Oh. If the superstars is the A show, wrestling challenge is the B. And then we show. have Saturday night's and main event to be the C show sometimes. To be Oh, the main a- event slash A plus show. Main event slash Saturday night's Sa- main event. Saturday night's main event is like the A plus okay. show. And then and then main event is is like the C show recap or whatever. No, that's pr- no prime time. Oh, prime time. If anything is prime time. Prime time. Prime time is the recap show, but also Superstars is also out here being a recap show. 
Yeah, I was like, that's, I was like, that's so weird that they did that. I didn't think they would have done that. But anyway, okay. So it's Dino Bravo versus Hulk Hogan, and I texted David. Finally, a real match on this show. <laughs> he watched the show before me, so I was like, you fool. I was like, fine, you absolute buffoon. Austin goes finally some good fucking wrestling. Not, not, not realizing somehow that this was a Hulk Hogan versus Dino Bravo match. I saw ten minutes left. Okay, on the, on the, you on know the, on the that at least four of that is going to be reserved for Hulk Hogan hot dogging. Uh, at least in normal circumstances. I really we'll did. I really did think there was going to be something here. I thought it was going to be um, a, a tight five it, viewers. It was far shorter than a tight five it was a very loose it was five. a very it, it was, was a, a very tight five, two and a half um so okay um dino bravo wins the first lockup sort of kinda and he pushes hogan to the corner and, then, and celebrates and hogan's like the hell was that what yeah. and then hogan does it to him and he flexes great hogan gets bravo in the corner starts kicking his ass Hogan starts doing mounted punches that are very clearly totally not closed fists. Not as in the slightest. Jesse Ventura rants on commentary about it. As as Ventura's want to do. And uh he will just I know I noted that Earthquake is in an ugly ass brown singer. Because uh, it, it's it's brown like the earth. He's the earthquake. Uh... Sure. Hogan runs the ropes. Jimmy Hart trips up Hogan. The ref does literally nothing despite definitely seeing this. And then Dino starts clowning on Hogan. Yeah. Well, I, I gotta uh, say, Hogan goes to like choke Jimmy Hart for this. He's like wraps his giant ass hands around Hart's neck and starts shaking. I guess this is what Jimmy Hart hasn't joined the Hulk Hogan ball licking club nah. yet. So this is his punishment. Hulk Hogan ball licking My favorite club to be in, actually. Um, in, in a couple of years, he'll be. A couple of years, Jimmy will be there. He'll be. Does he ever like manage Hogan? Yes, oh. actually. Oh in, God. In when 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 the when Hulk Hogan makes his 1993 comeback to the WWF, he tag teams with Brutus Beefcake, and Jimmy Hart is their manager. That's so fucking wild. So that so then Jimmy Hart officially becomes a Hogan ball licker in that moment. He does in '93. He joins the ball licking club. <laughs> Outstanding. Um, uh, and then and then Jimmy follows Hogan to uh, to WCW. Hey, and then yeah. On we go. And there. and then they start surprisingly. Jim, surprisingly. Surprisingly, he does not follow Hogan to TNA. Actually, yeah, I am kind of surprised. like Hogan brings all his other hanger-ons. He brings Eric Bischoff. He brings the Nasty Boys. He brings Bubba the Love Sponge, but he does not bring Jimmy. Well, you Hart. see, Daddy, Jimmy Hart was in the middle of putting together this great, great, great new idea. Daddy, he was only he only needed a venture capitalist. Daddy, he had this great idea for a new women's yeah. only wrestling league. Daddy. In 2010, Jimmy. Oh fuck! You only needed a venture capitalist, Benny. I want to believe now that Jimmy Hart was trying to do resolutions at the same time. He as spent TNA. a That's decade conceptualizing TNA. his grand vision. When was when was resolutions? I, we got to get right? the timeline on this. 
It was founded in 2009. It literally, he was too busy with Wrestlicious to go do TNA. Oh my god! Yes! Yes! <laughs> the timeline fits! Yes! 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 Oh my god, incredible. No, sorry, sorry, Danny! I gotta go hang out with all these hot babes, this weird loser millionaire, Danny! Can I, can I come with you, dude? <laughs> no, no way! I don't know if this DNA thing is working I, out, Jimmy. I, 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 I gotta, I gotta, the, the, the call's breaking up, Danny! <laughs> Danny! <laughs> oh, dang it, dude. <laughs> I was just saying, dude. I think I could have got like the TV brother. I'm going to do a tunnel, Daddy. 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 Oh, dang it, dude. All right. I guess I'll stay here in TNA with the knockouts, dude. Oh, I got him. Hey, I, go, I totally got his ass. He totally bought it. <laughs> hey, Brooke, do you want to do you want to be in charge of the knockouts division, dude? Oh, God. Th that, that actually happened, didn't it? Yeah, Brooke Hogan was the commissioner of the knockouts division. Christ. And I cannot. We you'll see plenty of that soon Price, enough. And I cannot stress this enough, Almighty. Um. Uh. Any, anyway, back to 1990. Um, Hulk Hogan. Uh, Dino Bravo hits the scoop slam on Hulk Hogan. Well, Two count. It's so well, well, done, well, you, you missed the you missed the brief part. So like, Dino beats up beats down on Hogan. Hogan rolls to the other side of the ring, and it's only now that 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 I. Earl Hebner, I assume it's Earl and not Dave, is is in the ring admonishing Dino Bravo for for his bullshittery. And while Hebner's doing this, Earthquake, of course, you know, grabs Hogan and starts choking him. Um, let's go. By the time Hebner turns around, Dino, uh, Dino, you know, brings Hulk Hogan center, scoop slams him. Yeah, goes for the pin. Hogan kicks out at two. You know the, you know, you you know the rest. Uh, yeah, as as Hogan is wont to do, he he, you know, takes this opportunity to put on a salon of of tremendous technical wrestling, and and no no no, he he he, it's he hulks, hulks up. up, he does his moves. It's it's he, he this decks is Jimmy. He decks Jimmy Hart on the apron. He drops the leg. One, okay, two, okay, three, okay. Well, may I say this man hits the laziest version of the big boot I've ever seen. He I he fucking Irish whips uh uh he he Irish whips Dino Bravo and like just ever so gently like lifts his leg up for to to barely pop Dino Bravo in the face. Yeah. Um and uh he ain't working he ain't working hard tonight. He ain't tonight, working hard tonight, so dude. Um it hits the leg drop. One, two, three. Uh okay. Right. This Earthquake is, immediately runs. This is in the most. I, I got to say this. before we hit this, this is maybe the most generic Hulk Hogan match I have ever watched. Like this is them. Like this is owning this in is the Hogan formula. Literally playing the. This is phoned in Hulk Hogan in a way we have never seen before on this. Podcast. I know. Like I have never seen a match is this short and this does not give a shit. Like again, the the laziness of that big boot is it was the soft this is tv worst. this is tv wrestling hulk hogan the, the the ratings are down brother hulk hogan's not really gonna show up for this one dude uh hogan they gotta show up for this it, the fans are this is tv brother who, who gives cares? um i'm gonna hit the moves and we're yeah. done um afterwards immediately earthquake runs in starts stomping out hogan 
Uh, Hogan tosses Dino out of the ring, but then Earthquake drops Hogan, and then he hits the elbow drop, elbow drop, and then he does the big fat ass okay. slam. He fucking runs the ropes, which man, his stupid ass like sit on you move Ooh. looks so much worse after he's run the ropes because he so clearly uses none of the momentum that he got. Like he stops himself dead in his tracks wow. right at your chest, and then ever so gently plops down on you. It's like, oh, okay, dude. Thank you. Um, but Hogan, oh my God, he's dead. And then now Warrior decides Ultimate Warrior, holding true to his promise from last time, does is not going to let a single hair on Hulk Hogan's pretty little head get injured. He's not going to let him have a single excuse to not be at his very no, best. Hogan, Hogan's, no, Hogan said that to oh. Warrior. Warrior did not. Oh. Warrior didn't make that promise then at all. Then what? Why the fuck aren't we doing this in reverse? Why isn't Hogan doing a run in on a warrior beatdown? What? Because he all because Hogan already did a run in on a warrior beatdown of Earthquake and Dino Bravo. Oh, okay, sure, I guess. So Warrior runs off Earthquake and he tries to like help Hogan up. Hogan pushes him away. And then war and then here's my notes. Um Warrior starts running the ropes for no discernible Just reason. None. Hogan stumbles in Warrior's way for no, for discernible, no discernible reason. reason. Warrior and Hogan nearly come to blows. And then they, they do the they do the rumble spot again. Where they just turn around, they go, oh, oh and they, then they get their hands up. Well, we're we gonna the, do it, and then they spin don't. those wheels, and then baby. Warrior just fucking, those and then Warrior wheels. just fucking leaves. Just, he literally runs up the aisle the same way he ran down the aisle to get here, and then Hogan just fucking hot dogs in the ring, and that's yep. It. And we still have three minutes left. This was a six-minute spot, three, two, two to three of which was actual in-ring work kill me mm-hmm. but we gotta hype the boston Garden do we though again. do we though yeah because this is where the money is the it money is the in the money. live gates the money's in the live gates so that's what we're doing we go to sean movie people cut promos on shit that is happening at the garden yeah. show um the uh fucking earthquake is cutting a promo against some motherfucker i don't care He's uh who who did exactly he say he's fighting? I don't even remember. Exactly. Uh, he just he says a line that I took note of. I don't know what they did in that hospital, but they didn't check his head very good because he's got revenge on his mind. Oh, okay, earthquake. But... Okie dokie, and then and then they're doing also. Like a I swear, God, my man needs to pee. He's like he's he always is like he's that. He's always jumping left and right. I like man, take a piss he's before bouncing. you cut these promos. God damn. And then apparently Jake Roberts and Warrior tag teaming against like million dollar man and, and, and Akeem. It's, it's fucking. It's not even. And it's Akeem, not even okay. Virgil. It's it's MDM and fucking Akeem. For some okay. Reason. And so we get a promo where Jake Roberts talks and Warrior just walks in a around circle him and grows. uh flexing and yawning as he's wont to do. Sorry, I mean yeah, growling. Get... Right. The only part that I even remember or noted of is is he start is he talk is that Jake Roberts talks about having the belt, the million dollar yeah. belt. It's like it's not the belt, it's not the belt that I want, man. What I want is below the belt. Ah, 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 ah. Oh my! <laughs> and then, 
and he says like he's like you know the he's like you know the behind you know behind if you please like he's, he's ah he, says he, he wants, wants the he behind wants, <laughs> he wants he wants, he wants <laughs> He wants Ted DiBiase's yeah, ass. True. Yes, true. But he, he and he, of course, he has to talk about the snake in the bag. Wink, wink. Um, his snake. He he's got his snake in the bag, and he wants DiBiase's ass. You heard it here first. Yeah, true, true. And then Warrior, having used all of his brain power to cut a weirdly poetic promo on Hogan earlier, he just says generic shit and bada bing, bada boom. That's the end of it. Yeah, and then we get that's the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was that was forty six and a half minutes of of some wrestling. That was forty six minutes, and like at least a third of it was absolutely it nuts. was nuts, and also nothing, and also and also wild, and also stupid, and I oh man, nineties nineties fed is just a wild wild west of whatever throwing it's everything fun. at the wall. I have fun here, but next time we're here, we'll get, we're, we're finally at the row, row, WrestleMania yes. six. Let's go. I, I plopped in for this plane crash promo. I think it was worth yes. it. Um, and then, but that is for in a future indeed, indeed. for next time we return to the <gasps> temple and David, it's fucking time. It's finally fucking time. Sound the drums. <laughs> It's time for Aztec boom, Warfare boom, 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 Aztec Warfare. Da, 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 da. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'm so fucking happy. I have been waiting, Austin. I love Aztec fucking Warfare. Yep, Aztec Warfare 2 is next. And it's going to be absolutely insane because they added crazy-ass stipulationing to it. Oh, it's going to be fucked up been nearly three years since we did the original aztec warfare on this show. yeah and and here we are once more um and in a thing that i we're actually gonna see ray phoenix and ray mysterio the two rays share a ring together a thing that i've never seen before um which i'm very excited the about. phoenix king and the mysterious king. Ah, ha, ha. I also know Spanish. Uh-huh, yes. By that, I Indeed. mean I mean I know Lucha Libre. Yeah, 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 that's all you need sometimes, brother. Oh my god. Yep. So that's for next time, though. Until then, David, hit all. Yes, sir, plugs. dear friends. Thank you all so much for joining us on yet another episode of the Noobs and Knockouts podcast. We are so very delighted to have you here. Uh, if you're a returning listener, reviewer, what have you, you know the drill. Thank you all so much for once again welcoming us back into your eardrums, your eyeballs, whatever it is used to consume our content week after week. We, you know, we, we just hope you're continuing to have a great time with your new people. Hey, hi, how's it going? Welcome to the show. We here at the News and Knockouts podcast like to think we are friendly to both news and knockouts alike. So whether you're brand new to the wild, wacky world of wrestling or you're a veteran of all the weird bullshit, we liked, we, we hope you've had a good time here. We hope things have felt accessible and welcoming to you here. Um, and uh, we hope you you know, want to keep coming back to have a good time with us week after week. And I'm going to tell you all the ways to do so. First and foremost, of course, you can find us on YouTube. We are the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on YouTube. Uh, all that good stuff. Hit subscribe. Ring that bell. Make sure it turns a nice little solid color so you get notifications every single time we drop a brand new episode. Uh, you know, give us that mm, sweet, sweet engagement. 
Uh, and, and hey, check out our playlist if you want to follow a particular storyline all the way down. Austin has been kind enough to organize all of the storylines into their own playlist so you can follow something without having to skip around a whole lot. It's great. And hey, you can see our, our beautiful, wonderful faces and uh, see Austin's very uh, uh, expertly crafted chair chairography as he imitated Warrior's uh, inimitable uh, uh, spinning when he uh when when he was cutting his promo um i'll try spinning that's, that's a good trick. trick no stop it i command you to stop um but yeah so all that good stuff for for you on the on the video version on the youtube but hey we also have the audio only version for you as well you can find news and knockouts podcast audio only on spotify google Podcasts, and apple Podcasts, three of the best places to find your podcast give us a nice little listen there Download our show so you listen to us offline. If you'd be so inclined, you know, maybe drop us some nice reviews and ratings telling people and telling the algorithm, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Maybe more people should be listening to them. I don't know. It's just, just, just a thought, you know. Uh, you, we, you warriors must fight for the noobs and knockouts podcast. Anyway, uh, you, get, you get the gist. Uh, calls to action and all that. If you can spare some engagement for us be greatly appreciated it helps out the show a whole hell of a lot of course we exist just past this void that we find ourselves week after week podcast land if you will uh we also you can also find us on a few different places on tech interwebs uh first of all you can find us um on uh twitter is our is our first and foremost on the twitter at noobs and knocks pod on twitter that's at noobs the letter n knocks pod on twitter come check us out there uh, we we do the whole Twitter thing, memes, dumb fuck IWC discourse. We put up a post every single time we drop a brand new episode, so you guys always know what the hell is going on. Of course, the highlight of our Twitter is weekly wrestling live tweeting, or at least our best approximation of weekly wrestling live tweeting. Things are kind of fucky right now. Um, what usually uh, every Wednesday night at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on TBS, we will be watching and tweeting about AEW Dynamite. Um, uh, that's a little thrown off because uh, Austin doesn't always have the time to watch, and I am in rehearsals for a show until the middle of next month, uh, and I will have a rehearsal every single Wednesday until then. So that's slightly out of commission. Austin fills in for me when he can. Da 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 da. Uh, additionally, sometimes when we have time, certainly not tonight because it's happening right now, uh, but sometimes on Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern on uh, TNT, we are watching and tweeting about AEW Rampage. It is the show that y'all been waiting on, of course, and then. Uh, when we have time, this is actually far more likely for the next month and a half or so. Um, on Saturday night um, at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern on TNT, we are watching and tweeting about AEW Collision. Saturday night is all right for fighting. Indeed, many people are saying this, many such cases. And, uh, you know, we, we, li we like to talk all about that shit. A lot of that is, is piloted by me. I am the unabashed AEW mark of this of this podcast that the loyalist if you will austin is a bit more of an adventurous spirit being the knockout that he is he likes to keep up with all of the uh major uh kind of american companies as it were crazy bastard uh and and uh sometimes he'll tweet about them and we just generally like to tell you guys all about them especially their pay-per-views uh they're kind of big events great great little things uh great jumping on points for the noobs, we like to, get, to keep you guys updated and have a little bit of discourse about it ourselves. My friend, what is on the docket coming up? Righto. So, 
AEW, we already talked about how you can watch that on a weekly basis, is upcoming for them a new pay-per-view Wrestle Dream on October the 1st. Um, that's still starts. We're still a couple weeks away from that, but you know, they're all, they're all big in here in paying tribute to Antonio Inoki wrestling's greatest dreamer Mm -hmm. as they call it. This big feature here is probably Brian Danielson's last big match in Seattle. Yes. I think implied by the way, Brian Danielson talking to Danielson talking about how his, he, he, he promised his daughter birdie that he would start poor winding birdie. down his career when her name is birdie. Yeah, no, no, I know um, poor birdie getting booed for wanting her. Yeah. Fuck time. her. No. Cause her dad, her dad promised to retire when she got older. So he could, so she could, so he could see her grow up. Fuck. No, her. that's what I got to say to that girl. No. Anyway, October the 1st on pay-per-view uh, or on Bleacher Report here in America or uh, Fight TV if you're international. Wink. Uh, uh, ha, ha. On October the 7th for WWE, first of all, foremost, you can watch WWE every week on Monday Night Raw, 8 p.m. Eastern on USA Network or Friday nights on SmackDown, 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Uh, the upcoming for them is fast lane. Uh, they have moved this pay-per-view pay-per-view away from being between WrestleMania. That's it's weird. Um, pay-per-view vroom vroom. We're on the fast yeah. lane to SummerSlam. Uh, um, the, the fast lane away from SummerSlam yet, at no, this no. point. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Fast selling the survivor yes. series. Excuse me. That's what I meant to say. Fat, we're on the road to fast, the fast lane to Survivor Series. Fantastic. It will be the first WWE pay-per-view since the Endeavor purchase of WWE had finalized. Oh, so what that means, who knows? A lot more UFC showing historic... on WWE TV. Oh, brother. But it is a historic moment nonetheless. Indeed. Indeed. And then for Impact Wrestling, they just celebrated their thousandth episode of Impact. Um, I haven't got a chance to watch yet because I'm a bit behind, but I'm catching up. I'm working on catching up. Hell yeah. I'm going to make sure I'm catched up in time for Bound for Glory on October 21st. That is Impact Wrestling's biggest show of the year every year. Um, you can watch Impact Wrestling week to week on Access TV at 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. Or if you are like me and don't have cable, or you do and you don't get Access TV because who does? True. Um, you can, uh, for $1 a month, get a YouTube subscription to Impact Wrestling's YouTube channel. And you can watch Impact on YouTube every week, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, commercial Hell free. Hell yeah. Yeah, so Bound for Glory is October 21st, live on pay-per-view. Should be a pretty big and good show. Impact Wrestling, they're, they've been, they kill it on the pay-per-views. You know, they've, they've got a good rhythm for these. Like, they do four or five pay-per-views a year mm. now. Uh, they've really scaled really back. And model. every one of them is usually... Yeah, you know, it's only like 40 bucks 
at actually, I think it's, I don't remember if it's four. Yeah, it's $40. And you know, they're always worth the money. They, they pretty consistently are worth the money. And they're again, only four to five a year, you know, nice small amount. Fair enough. Very reasonable amount, not monthly show. Their monthly shows are just on their streaming service. They don't have, they don't, they don't, you don't have to pay for those besides the streaming service. But yeah, that is what is, uh, that's what's on the schedule. Right Hell now. yeah. Uh, be sure to be sure to check all of that out. Again, we like to tell you guys all about your options here. Uh, again, especially for the news of the audience, give you a chance to, to kind of shop around, figure out what you like in your wrestling content. And again, those pay-per-views, especially we like to highlight them. Great jumping on point for the nudes, n- nudes, Jesus, noobs. Uh, you're bound to get. Yes, that's yes. correct. <laughs> you said it right the first uh, time. Uh, <laughs> the nudes and knockouts podcast. No, true. Um, <laughs> Absolutely that's... not. We're not doing that. <laughs> And we're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> That's noobs and knockout after dark, baby. Uh, um, fucking no. For for the noobs of the audience, we like to we like to tell you guys about it. Uh, uh, you know, you're you're bound to get some really good um, uh, uh, wrestling on these shows. Big storylines are wrapping up. Uh, new storylines are starting. A big spectacle to be had all around it's a great time great little way of seeing you know if if the thing is for you or not um so yeah uh be sure to check all that out be sure to check us out rambling about it all on twitter if you like listening to us ramble about wrestling on this podcast you'll like it over on the twitter it's it's about the same but you know but in limited character or character limited text form you know we we like to have fun here um so check all all that out on the twitter at noobs and Knox Pod. Of course, if you want to get in more direct and long form contact with us, you can email us at noobsandknockoutspod at gmail.com. That's noobs, the word and knockoutspod at gmail.com. Come say hi to us there. Tell us what you think about the show, request things you want to see us cover on the show. Um, uh, you know, yell at us or, or praise us for our, for our frankly and amazing hot takes about everything. Um, uh, you know, start start discourse. Just say hi. We love people saying hi. We would love to say hi back. Noobs and knockoutspod at gmail.com. And of course, finally, uh, you can find the Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. Uh, you can find the link for that in our Twitter bio. Uh, Noobs and Knockouts podcast on Patreon. One single little dollary do a month gets you early access to episodes and a shout out at the end of each episode. Shout out as always to friend of the show, uh, the sugar daddy, Kyle Smith. For uh, for 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 hooking us up uh, and uh, and being our our most loyal of of patrons, we we love you so much, buddy. Enjoy your perks uh, if you want to enjoy your perks along with our boy Kyle. Be sure to check out all that shit over on the Patreon. A single little dollar a month helps out the show tremendously, more than you would know. Uh, and and yeah, it's just a good time. Uh, Noobs and knockouts podcast on Patreon. The link for that is in our Twitter. See y'all next time.